Man, uh, you see those tweets? Yeah, the Trump tweets. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know I'm supposed to hate him. I mean, that's canon for the show. But yeah, yeah, I mean, he's I, I love him. I love the guy. He's amazing. Kidding. I, I mean, we talk about this stuff when we're not recording. Right, like, yeah. I support almost everything he does. I mean, I especially like, um, you know, this Thanksgiving Day thing. I, I love how he treats those, those those Native Americans. I mean, they are just so unappreciative of everything. You know, they, they should be them, so appreciative. We gave them casinos. I know. I mean, I, I think a few million give deaths. give them free is, college. Yeah, it's I, just, I think a few million deaths is, you know, in getting them out it's of It's a drop age. in the bucket. Yeah. I mean, it's come on. It's a drop on. in the bucket. He needs to put those balls in their place, you know. Yeah. With the, uh, and yeah, LeVar Ball. And yeah, like, yeah. The, telling me leave those kids in, in prison. He should have left well, them over what? there. Well, guess what? That's where they're going to end up anyway. I know. He, he should have so, left them over there. I mean, I mean, they're just going to end up in prison anyway. Yeah. And we'll have them in our nice American prisons whenever we can have them in those shitty Chinese prisons. I know. Those prisons. I mean, that's where those, those people belong, you know. Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, it's... Anyway, we we should get recording. Um, yeah, we should do that. I don't really have anything to come in with. Let's so get in character. I mean, we have to act. Yeah, like we do need to get in character. Things, so. yeah. Yeah. We definitely need to get in character. <clears throat> I didn't really come up with <clears throat> anything to come into, so we'll just kind of do it like a fun employment file. Let's do that. All right, let me. It's a shame we can't play Toby Keith on here, you know. But that's totally. I mean, we it, it, it's, it's against the brand of the show. We can know? play Toby because Keith. we have to. We're appealing. It has to be. Like, we're appealing to the massive to liberal like base around. We here. have to pretend like it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, we we really yeah. have to. Yeah. Let me find something. In earnest, come into. I love the guy. Oh, one of my top five. Yeah, easily. Him and uh, who's the guy who sang about the nine eleven after it? And you know, and they say he profited from it, but you know. It was a great song. Let's just, let's just be honest, you know. It's one of the best songs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll pick out a song and we'll just come into that. Okay. It'll just sort of like a put and point it. All right? Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the Sultan of Slits, the Godfather of Gash, the Monsignor of the Memories. <laughs> the Mister. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta let the dog out. Honestly, I'll be right back. That means he's gonna Ch- go. Oh, and also, Ch- Chucky Tater Sex is here. You can okay. talk while. I'm okay. Here. Um. Hey, everyone. What episode number is this? Episode 134 of the world's greatest podcast, Pillow Motherfucking Fort Damn Radio. Aaron, the uh, the uh, Prime Minister of the Pins is not with us. The Lord of the Lanes. Sultan of of, uh, Strikes. Sultan of 710 Splits. (laughs) And the Bareness of Breasticles, uh, they're also not with us. She's not with us. Her tits aren't with us either. No, they're not. Her vagina is still here. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. I've been masturbating in front of it all week. <laughs> it couldn't care Didn't less. even ask. <laughs> Didn't even ask. Because it doesn't have a brain. No. So what are you going to do? I mean, that's what Louis C.K.'s uh, 
That's his, uh, he, he didn't want to masturbate in front of them. He just wanted to masturbate in front yeah, of them. Yeah, that's guy. his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 134 uh, coming hot off of this, <laughs> off of this uh, Thanksgiving week, Saturday. We're in the middle of uh, the Mountaineers just taking that L. <laughs> right now, there's 14 minutes, 48 seconds left in the fourth quarter. West Virginia's down 59 to 24. And I got to tell you, we're not doing too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just some stupid mistakes. Chugs. Hey, Chugs. Chugs aired it out today. Yeah. Chugs for high school. Underthrowing everything. <laughs> I'd rather see a motherfucker overthrow than underthrow. <laughs> yeah. Underthrows get picked off quite a bit more often. They really do. But what do I know? I'm not a quarterback. Punting again. There we go. We haven't really punted all that much, to be quite honest. It's either been turnovers or touchdowns. They're just going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fuck it. Because fuck it. Yeah. What are we going to do? Number 14 in the country. They're pretty good. Yeah. They are. They have earned that ranking. They really have. Because we've, we've beaten some ranked teams. And we've um, we've took it to some ranked teams. So yeah, we've, we've not been terrible most of the time this no. year. But when we're bad. It's really bad. We're bad. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, we would probably still lose with Will Greer. But the passes wouldn't be so underthrown. And uh, the quarterback would be a lot better looking. So, Absolutely. Handsome man. Damn handsome. Devastatingly handsome. Anyway, it's the it's the brutal week of, uh, of eating. eating and napping and napping and eating and shitting. <coughs> oh, the shitting. <laughs> what kind of shits have you been taking the last couple of days? They've been they've been rough. It's been uh <coughs> it's because there's not enough fiber in the Thanksgiving meal. It's so much protein. Yeah, it's so is. much teen. Yeah, <laughs> the teen. We're calling it the teen. So much teen. <laughs> <coughs> I just took a healthy dose of kratom, and I still got some of that powder in the back of my throat. Yeah, got to take all you can before they fucking take it away from us. Do you really? Do you think they're going to do it? I don't think so. I don't either. But they're going to try. Yeah, they're going to give it their best shot. Trust me. If I know those G men. Is, yeah, that they, is that what they call uh, FBI? FBI and CIA. Yeah. G men. G men. Feds. <laughs> Flatfoots. You know, that was a. Uh, they started out as kind of like a. They weren't a joke, but they were. That's That was a campaign put in place by Hoover to make them seem. They used media to, to push that. Oh, yeah. The G men and image where they were, you know, tough and. Always on the right, on rough the, and ready. Yeah, always on the on the right side, and not afraid to buddy their knuckles to do it. You know, <laughs> or wear a skirt. <laughs> Are you transgender, <laughs> Herbert Hoover? No, Herbert Hoover. That's what I thought. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Same guy. Both of them. Fuck them. Probably. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I forgot his name was J. Edgar Hoover. You know, his uh, doctor prescribed him cigarettes whenever he was a kid. Is that right? Yeah. They used to do that. <laughs> what you're going to need is you're going to need a whiskey, two packs of cigarettes, luckies, and you're going to need a, 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 a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> Don't move. Do not move. Bacon, eggs, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually true. Yeah. <laughs> and a completely sedentary lifestyle will cut your legs off if we have to. We probably will cut your legs off. <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> 
from people were planning it from complications back then they were completely planning it. unrelated yeah they were planning it back then um well around 45 that's when the legs are going to come off so yeah they just we have to off. yeah yeah we don't know they just houses were built very small yes so, everybody was short they really yeah. were though well they were shorter yeah people were like four foot seven back then i was like that was like the star nba player yeah like, like Kurt Rambus would be considered a giant. Kurt Rambus. <laughs> what a name to pull out of the hat. I know. I've been trying I was going to gonna say Kevin McHale. I've, I've been trying to reference Kurt Rambus for goddamn near two, three years, and I finally got it out. <laughs> you think I would have went with another respectable, another respectable, respectable Laker, uh, James Worthy? But no, I'm a Rambus guy. James Worthy. Man, he looks so slow. He's a good ball player. Though. Yeah, he was. He was great. He's a good ball player. I hey, mean, Kevin McHale was also a good ball player. Are you kidding? The fucking Nay, Celtics? great ball player. The Celtics at that fucking time were... They were rough, and they beat the shit it out It was uh, Kevin McHale, Danny Ainge, Larry Bird. Nowadays, if you're within four feet of somebody, it's a foul. Yeah. Unless you're the Mountaineers. They beat the fuck out of everybody. I know. Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he works those fucking coaches. I wish... Referees over. I wish that Huggy Bear and... and Chugs would get together and do a campaign. Hugs and Chugs. Well, he should have recruited him to play basketball. <laughs> well, it should have been six four. I wonder if he's got a jump shot. <laughs> nah. <laughs> some some of those passes. Yeah, they, it could be a high arc. It could be a it could be a sitcom for like some shitty West Virginia auto fucking for some car dealer place. God, that'd be great. Hugs and Chugs. <laughs> Huggins is a. Uh, I mean, I watched them last night, and we it was just unreasonable the amount of turnovers they were forcing, like, for no reason. Yeah. Like, we beat the fuck out of that team. But in the first half, we were pressing harder. Mm-hmm. And, like, how, how often do you see a five-second inbound violation in basketball? Hardly ever. Rarely. Yeah. I never saw one until Huggins started coaching here. And then and, he gets them routinely. In the last few years, he probably gets one a game. Mm-hmm. And 10-second violations before oh, crossing yeah. court. You you see one of those every few games mm-hmm. usually with with them especially last year when everybody was so good at the press this yes. year it's going to be a little bit different right when we press play, Virginia when we play somebody good right it's going to be a little bit different but mm-hmm. it's uh, what was the final score uh, we beat them by forty I think oh okay close to forty that, and they were was it a factor Taco Flame or whatever the hell his name was Taco Flame I don't know who that is but the, I like the, six, the, name. the seven foot six guy. I don't know that he played yesterday. I didn't see anybody that big. For he did them, play. I mean, probably yeah. for whoever we played yesterday mm-hmm. or for us. For them. Didn't see him. Just, didn't pay, maybe I just didn't pay close enough. He's attention. from Senegal. Oh, he's one of those. <laughs> Is he not a long-distance runner? <laughs> that's that's uh, <laughs> it's Kenya. Yeah. Because they're fucking running from lions all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lions have no stamina, so we, all we got to do is get a mile <laughs> and then run 20, 20 and 5.2 more. <laughs> Just for shits and gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so dead if I lived in Africa. Oh, God. Ah, fucking eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to leg him out. The people would be hunting us. <laughs> and they'd get us, too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to outrun a spear. I'd be sitting in a fucking creek somewhere. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you I'm did. I'm going to outrun a spear. <laughs> what? What? Any hoozles? Um, what do you think about the, those uh, Trump tweets? Got them Twitter fingers going God, hard. It's fucking terrible. It's awful. I hate him so much. Me too. God, the guy's terrible. <sighs> it's funny though. Definitely not the worst president. Definitely not the. Oops. Definitely 
the worst president yeah. ever. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it's, but I mean, it's funny. Our president shit posts. Yeah, he does. He's like a four chan guy. I know. <laughs> do you think he's doing it because he's earnest? Or do you think he's just like let's fuck with these people? Let's. Uh, I don't think he's intelligent. Let's trigger these tards. I don't think he's he's intelligent enough for that. Yeah, I don't think that he's. I don't think he works on that level. No, he's 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 dumb. He's a he's a dumb human being. You'd be able to tell if the tongue was in the cheek. You know? I know. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico too. <laughs> Smiling like, yeah. There. Have you seen these planes? These planes are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They they can fly right beside the enemy, and the enemy can't see them. They're invisible. <laughs> There's a lot of this going on now. They're invisible. I love that. Lots of people are talking about it. That's what he what he always does. It's a business tactic, and it, and it worked. And now everybody, and now it's like, okay, we keep hearing this, but what are these people talking about? Right. What are we doing? And I, and they're just phoning it in, and and you know, and even his supporters know it. Like, if I'm not mistaken, his his support on Facebook is pretty down to nil. Like, they're like, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. You know what we're, you know. Well, there's a program you can run that tells you how many of your Twitter followers are bots. Oh, think. really? And uh, more than half of his are. <laughs> Either they're like Russian bots or whoever. Yeah. Let's just say Russia, because Russia has lots of bots out there. Anytime right. there's a, a Trump tweet, there'll be like 20 responses to the tweet saying the same thing in weird English in support of him. Right, right. It just rearranges a little yeah. bit, so it doesn't. Look at all these tweets. Look at these. They- People love me. <laughs> Ivanka. Look, they say I'm terrific. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> It's just an algorithm where they take it, where they take his own speeches. <laughs> <and rewrite. laughs> Terrific, fantastic, other superlatives. <laughs> Tremendous, <laughs> terrific. Other superlatives might be the name yeah, of my next, my next album that yeah. I make. <laughs> if I ever decide to record an album, I get album. I want again. you to be super douchey with it and like. Be sitting well, in. Well, anybody that writes songs and, <laughs> and has the gall to think anybody else wants to hear them, it's pretty douchey. <laughs> Some of them are I'll right. I'll take a shot at myself. John Mayer, you know. <laughs> hey, hey. The man can play guitar. Fuck he has, yeah, he can. He has a pretty good singing voice. He's wrote some pretty decent songs, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like that. Had his first. I went and saw him in Morgantown in the mountain lair. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what that is, it's just sort of the hub in the center of the university where all the, like, there's that's uh, where like activities happen. They right. have like a couple of ballrooms. There's so much room for activities. Lots of room for activities. <laughs> and I, me and my buddy uh, Mike Phillips went and saw him. I had no idea who he was. And Mike is a big guitar guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like he he like knows every note that uh, Steve Ray Vaughan's ever played and can play that play it. All right, but he can't pl- play anything. Original. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always got on to him. And I'm like, jam with me. He's like, no, nah, I just like to play along with the CD. I'm like, well, you're a faggot. <laughs> but uh, well, we went and saw him. I had no idea who he was. And he was, he read about him in Guitar World or whatever. And like, it was, I mean, it was, he put on a pretty good fucking show. Yeah. And uh, fucking, he, he would do his pop songs. And then there'd be like a 10 minute session where just all the musicians would just jam. To like an old blues song or something, and then you get back to the pop. Like all the girls will get bored, and, and oh, all, yeah. all the guys will be like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> then you get back to the your, your body is a wonderland. I like that song. And Actually, I, it is a really good song. We got the afternoon. 
<laughs> we got this room for two. <laughs> what a thing that left. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah. But a but a boom boom boom. Yeah, when the song was great. Then I picked up his EP and his first album the next day. Room for Squares. The, the EP was uh, a bunch of the songs from Room for Squares, mm-hmm. but acoustic. And they were better. I'm like sure. Them. I like them a lot better that way. I like John Mayer. I, I have lots of his music, as a matter of fact. Do you have uh, when he did the John Mayer Trio or whatever? Mm-hmm. It was just it was just a blues band. No, I need to get that, though. And he also toured with Double Trouble. Did he? Yeah. Like with the other Vaughn, Jimmy Ray Vaughn? No, uh, Jimmy Ray Vaughn. It'd <laughs> be great if their parents' name and had their both middle name Ray. <laughs> Ray. Jimmy Vaughn. <laughs> that, it was just the other two from uh, Stevie, Ron and Double, Stevie Ray Vaughn and Double Trouble. Stevie Ron. Stevie Ron. God damn, we got a mush mouth. <laughs> Steamy Nicks. And- Steamy Nicks. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you see that? No. <laughs> when... Uh, Randy was just farting on stage because the music was shit on South Park. Oh, yeah. And his name was uh, Steamy Ravon. And then he had <laughs> Steamy Nicks. And they just get up there. <laughs> I, two old guys just standing there saying, I've never seen a pair of britches take a licking like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> saving the britches. <laughs> oh, it's like it's those two old guys that just show up every now and then. Usually they're leaning on a fence. Yes. <laughs> on a farm fence. We got to save them britches. <laughs> I was laughing. I was cracking up. Yeah, I was, I'm a. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a John Mayer fan, but uh, I'll I'll take a listen to whatever whatever I hear from him. I'll give it a chance. But um, God damn, what were we talking about? <laughs> to get into that, <laughs> something about Trump. Um, anyway, <laughs> are they getting ready to score again? Or are we driving? Oh, if we're driving, that's a completely different thing. We can make this a game. We need to recover four onside kicks. <laughs> four. We safety. had one. If four he, safeties. It, we had. One. I saw that. He oh, just it's terrible. A half a second. I know. That's awful. Um, like the Levar Ball thing. Like saying they should have left those kids in jail. <laughs> That's a rough one, man. Yeah, it is. And even if he's not racist, which I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. He's really making himself. He's like the PR, like the spin that you'd have to do to make that not seem racist whenever. Well, did you hear to his, just his. Oops. I was looking for uh, John Mayer albums that I'm going to get. Heavier things. It has some good tunes on it. Yeah. Some good tunage. Um, good to wheeze the juice to. <laughs> Are you bringing up Polly Shore? Of course, I'm bringing up Polly Shore. <laughs> Why we wouldn't we? Haven't Where, spoken does, enough about Polly Shore on this program. We need to have a Polly Shore podcast. Just a, the Polly cast, Polly Shore cast. <laughs> yeah, I think he has his own podcast. I'm I bet, sure it, I bet it's a fucking burner. I bet you, <laughs> you think it is. No, no, because <laughs> that character is sort of him. Well, I know. <laughs> need some grindage. Like what the fuck? What's crazy is his mom. Owned a comedy store. His mom is pretty much the reason why we have all the comedians that we have. Yes. Because she was so rough on And his dad was a douchebag. And a bad comedian. Yeah, a really bad comedian. She wouldn't even pass him. She wouldn't book him. (laughs) You're not good enough. I'm sorry. She wouldn't book him. Like, they owned it, and she got it in the divorce. Yeah. Something like that. And she, she, uh, when comedians, when you start out, 
even if you've been doing it for a few years somewhere else, yeah. you, you ain't shit. Right. When you come to Los Angeles to the comedy store. Mm-hmm. So that she would have uh, the comedians work there and paying whatever, whatever minimum wage is. And then they get stage time at the end of the night, two o'clock in the morning when nobody's there. But you're getting fucking stage time. You get to go work doing what? Bartending and door. Work the door, the cover booth, the uh, working the door. I can see a bunch of comedians. You would be shocked at the amount of comedians that you have heard of, at least that were doormen or parking cars at the comedy store. Well, okay, but I can't imagine them bouncing anybody out of the joint. Is what I'm they saying. They don't have security at the comedy store. Okay, I was getting ready to say <laughs> they just politely ask people to calm down. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, there's no real security. <laughs> Nobody likes Emo Phillips either, okay? So, could you just... <laughs> yeah, no, whoa, whatever, I get it. Can you calm down? Lucy no, even funnier, <laughs> Emo Phillips telling people to leave. I know this is not good, but... I know you happened to walk in on the night when Carlos Mencia decided to try his new material out for five hours. <laughs> But if you just give him another three hours, <laughs> he'll be Bill off. Cosby's coming. <laughs> <up next>. Yeah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, a, lot, a bunch of guys. Um, Ari Shafir, he's a pretty huge guy now. He's got two specials, yeah, a double special on Netflix. He's had a couple on uh, Comedy Central. He had his own show on Comedy Central. Comedy Central stock is plummeting. Like they that. got mad at him because he he wanted to do a double special. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I'm just this is just deductive reasoning. He has a double special about kids and adult being a kid in adulthood and all that stuff. Right. And um they got mad at him because he wanted to do this and they said just chop it down, make it one. It's easy to sell. And he's like, I'll just take it to Netflix. So they took his show away. Yeah. And gave it to somebody else. <laughs> Can you imagine the scumbag fucking guy who who was in that meeting who decided to do that? I mean, a lot of these Businesses and stuff are run by creative people who aren't creative enough to do anything on their own. Also, what also might have factored into this is uh, last year in January, he went on a walkabout. He left the country oh, neat. for four months, so mm-hmm. he wasn't around to promote the, his show that was already filmed <laughs> yeah. and was going to start airing in, yeah. in like March. He was gone. Yeah. So they got pretty mad about that, too. Well, and he was like, whatever. He doesn't care. <laughs> good for him. It's fine. He's, yeah. he's just a weird dude. Walkabouts would be fun. Well, I mean, he's he's been a comedian for probably twenty years, mm-hmm. and he's finally in the last four years got to where he's making money, mm-hmm. and people actually come to see him, mm-hmm. not just are there to see another comedian that he happens to also be on the bill, right? And uh, he started making money. He's like, I'm just gonna take this next four months and go live, yeah, in Myanmar and all these weird places, <laughs> hitchhike, yeah. do all this weird stuff. And then I'm going to come back. Myanmar. It's where he was. Burma. Yeah. He was in all these weird places. And he came back, and now he's just this weird Jesus-type character that all the comedians are, like, in awe of. Hmm. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and they talk about him a lot. Really? Yeah. About how good he is? Not only how good he is, but just, like, what a weird and fascinating guy he is. He does mushrooms all the time. And he's a big Jew, and he complains all the time, too. So. <laughs> Yeah, his, uh, Polly Shore's mom would, uh, like, Ari was, like, basically her servant. Yeah. He worked there, and during the day, he would, like, drive her around and take her places, and she wouldn't pass him. Like, he could, he could, um, it's called being a paid regular at mm-hmm. the comedy store, which means you can do 15 minutes 
and you get paid fifteen dollars. They still pay fifteen dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> but I mean, it's mostly Burr Rogan, mm-hmm. big time comedians people who don't need it, and they don't even pick up pick up their checks. Like, right. Whatever, give it. They'll give it to the door guy. Right. And uh, but it took him until probably two thousand eight or two thousand nine to become a paid regular. God. Yeah. <laughs> she, she sounds like a very she, unpleasant she put him character. It. But he gives her all the credit in the world for his, his now success. <laughs> yeah, because he actually had to be good. Yeah, it's not a, it's not like all these people now. We need more um, diversity, more women. And yeah, great. But are they good? Be, be good. Yeah, you got to be undeniable. Well, it's like Bill, Bill Burr said. You know, that's his thing. Don't be the best. This. Don't be the best. This. Just be the best. Just be the best. That I mean, there's levels. You got your upper echelon, your Burrs, your Louis, and um, Oswalt's, and right. Stanhopes, and all those up there. Mm-hmm. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Say what you want about Larry the Cable Guy. That dude sells out arenas. Fuck yeah, he does. I mean, and but, he's a, he's good at what he does. It's not my flavor. Well, he he appeals to a certain segment, you know. Yes. And we were talking about this. Oddly, black folks and white folks love Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't like it, but... If they like it, good. But I can I can watch it and laugh. He's actually told you, jokes that I find to funny. Turn, you, you just have to turn off the redneck thing. analytics. Yeah, like you're like analyzing the, this weird yeah. situation that he's yeah. talking about. <laughs> well, I'll tell you somebody who is on that. Uh, fucking Ron White is a good fucking comedian. I mean, he's one of the best comedians I've seen. You know, and have he's you seen him like live. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't just see him live. I was going to say I met him. See, he's, he also seems like a really awesome dude. Mm, he wasn't. Well, not at that. Probably not that. Time. <laughs> he was hungover. Like, okay. I, you have to give him a little bit of. <laughs> yeah. I sent him out tater salad. I really did. I was working at Hooters. Oh, he and I, sent, and I sent him. I, I put a plate and lettuce and, and put a thing of tater salad and sent it out to him. Probably happens all the time. Send him out Skittles. <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> God damn that dude can tell a story Yeah He can spin a yarn He really can My friend That is a ripping good yarn <laughs> The only one of those guys I really didn't like Was Bill Ingvall Yeah he's not good I didn't like Rodney Carrington either I mean he's, I think he's okay But like yeah. the, the songs and stuff I don't yeah. really usually I don't usually get down with Teddy's bear I don't usually oh, get down with Motherfucker Comedic just, songs It has to be well, unless it's Fly of the Concords. Fly yeah. of the Concords, Stacey D. Yeah. Um, Mark Berbiglia. Stephen Fry was good. I don't know that Berbiglia does songs. He, I think he did. He did do songs before. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Oh, dude. Yeah. His his newest one on Netflix, that's like a fucking art piece. You know, it's not, it's not, it's funny. It's performance art. But there's all this other stuff that goes, like, I don't know how he, does he write it and then perform it and that's it? Because that's what the. Carlin used to do. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't go out and try things out. All right. Which is. <laughs> you have to trust yourself a lot. Yeah. You have to. That's going to kill. And But Carlin knew it. You know he did. I mean, dude, he was doing comedy for how many fucking years? Back the, back before he became 60s. the county culture, before he became the counterculture guy, he was the hippy, hippy dippy, dippy weatherman. weatherman. And they couldn't, and they, and the people thought, oh, it's so funny. He's so goofy. No, he's fucking high. And you don't fucking get it. <laughs> and he even said that. He's like, yeah, if people thought it was funny because it was ridiculous and silly. They didn't get that the hippy dippy weatherman was fucking stoned. I mean, and he was on the Steve Allen show and he was on, he did lots of shit. Steve Allen. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that wasn't he the Tonight Show before? I think it was. 
before Johnny. Johnny. Yanni? Is it Yanni Carson? <laughs> Soft J. <laughs> Yogging. Soft J. Apparently, you just run for an extended period of time. <laughs> for a while. It's supposed to be wild. <laughs> God, that movie holds up. <laughs> yes, it does. The second I'm going to buy that fucking The movie. second one wasn't great, but no, it, it but had it had moments. its moments where I was just laughing my ass off. Like when the but when the RV crashed and all the different <laughs> incarnations of that, it showed one of them where a scorpion bit his tongue. <laughs> he said, "Why do you have scorpions and ball bearings?" <laughs> what? He had a deep fryer. Oh, cuts of shit. Fucking yeah. Um, I mean, that named Baxter after the dog in it. Yeah, movie. Baxter, you are my little gentleman. <laughs> I take you to foggy London town. <laughs> yeah, that movie holds up. I'm, I'm apparently Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell are hosting the Tournament of Roses parade on New Year's Day as Ron as, Burgundy uh, no, as different characters. Okay, and uh. I hope it's hilarious because I'm actually going to get up and, and watch it. It's, it's going to be on Amazon. I wish they would do it as Ron Burgundy and as, um, who could she be? I mean, her character from 30 Rock. <laughs> but they're hosting. You said it. Tina Fey, right? No, uh, Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon. Then she can do it as a uh, as superstar, as uh, yeah. <laughs> Mary Catherine Gallagher. But I'm guessing they're just, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're uh, the anchors for a fictional Los Angeles TV station. Oh, it's going to be And they're just going to improv the whole time. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Let me look that up. I'm going to look up Will Ferrell, see if there's anything about this new character. Character? Character. It is. Character. <laughs> Will Ferrell Tournament of Roses. You know, I never watched that uh, documentary he did about baseball. About him going and playing Ooh, like Will a, Ferrell? an inning, a piece at a bunch of minor league baseball games. I, I've there heard about spring it, but training game. Yeah, but I, I heard about it, but I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't like baseball. Like, well, but it's not like I understand. Him yeah, I get it. Doing this weird shit, right? But, but that is a thing. I just I despise baseball. But you know what? I I love the baseball documentary by Ken Burns. I loved it. Uh, baseball was my jam when I it was my jam when I was a kid, and I'd watch any game I could. I became a Braves fan for a little while because that was you got to see every game, right? Because we had TBS and we didn't have WGN at the time, or I might have become a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. And they for some reason they'd rarely play Reds games in the eighties and nineties around here. And, but that was the team I was supposed to like because that's the team my dad liked. You know, well, I mean, I liked the Reds growing up. I mean. Pete Rose. I mean, he was a god. Greatest baseball player ever. <sighs> he did. I would say he probably did the most with what he was gifted with than anybody. Right. Because he wasn't a good athlete. Charlie Hustle. He was He was a good athlete, but he wasn't a great athlete. And just <laughs> he would, he would slap singles and turn them into doubles. Yeah. Because he would just take them by surprise because he was decently fast for right. a 360-pound man. <laughs> I guess this is the trailer for. Please welcome your hosts for Amazon Prime's 2018 Rose Parade, Tish Cadigan. Tish Cadigan. And awesome. Cord Hosenbeck. Cord Hosenbeck. <laughs> okay, okay. You really got me, guys. Hey, don't forget to watch us host the Rose Parade streaming live New Year's Day. It looks so stupid. Okay, okay I get it. Why'd you guys play that song, by the way? 
That's not what you played in rehearsal. So. Just just play the same cool drum thing you did for Tish and let me, let me, let me try it again. <laughs> I'm already in. I'm going to watch all five hours of this. <laughs> I think the Mountaineers scored again. I guess they feel that. Hey, we're making a game of it, goddammit. <laughs> Mountaineers never say die. Or is that Goonies? Both. No, I just Mountaineer no Goonies. Please. <laughs> I'm in. I'm all the way in. I'm not happy. I'm balls deep I'm in this. <laughs> It's a real stupid I'm going to wake up on New Year's the morning. 2018 Rose Parade. Get me some, pop me some popcorn. Is that what you do? Yeah. What, for the Rose Parade? Yeah. I've never actually watched it. Nor have I. I've watched the Thanksgiving Parade when I was but a boy. Yeah, I've watched it. The Macy's. I haven't watched it in quite a, in a grip. That's a while. You've been rolling out these sayings lately. Like, what have you? Man. What have you been doing? Like you, you said, that's in my wheelhouse. Did Auburn beat Alabama, or is it still going on? I think well, we're doing we're doing live to tape sports scores here on <laughs> PFRSN, <laughs> the Pillful Radio Sports, sports Network. Network. <laughs> that's a mouthful, sir. Now we were talking about today. You said that uh, uh, Megan McCain is in my wheelhouse. I mean, and uh, she so boy, is. What a Subject change. No, but you're like saying no, but you're saying that the old sayings. It goes along with what we're oh, saying. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. yeah I, was like, I didn't know what you were meaning. Oh, in your wheelhouse, she's she's uh, your own brand for you. Yeah, she's she's up my alley. Except for she's uh, blonde. Yeah, thirty-one to fifty-nine. Well, we've cut it in half. Cut the lead in half there. We need to. We need some bunts. We need to get a runner on second. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice. We fly. need to press. <laughs> we need to press. I'd be interested to see how how Huggins would do as a football coach. Oh God, he'd have a stroke. <laughs> he just there's so much going on. I know he's <laughs> pacing the sidelines, chewing that gum. Fucking shit! What else was I wanting to talk about here? Um, let's do favorite 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 things. Let's do that. Kratom's kicking, sir. Is it good? I like it. Making you dizzy? No, I just, no. just feel good. Yeah. My dick's hard, though. Did you mix it with uh, Cialis? I did. Good. I like Cialis. Whiskers on kittens. Cialis with my Kratom powder. Favorite things. What's up? Tell me about it. Battle Chasers. Night night, uh, night War is uh, my favorite thing this week. And, and uh, I'm, I'm to understand that's a video game. It is. A video the video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the morning radio. <laughs> so uh, I hear you like uh, battle chasers. <laughs> I do. Neat. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Fucking right on. Um, no, it's a. Uh, it's an old style RPG battle, a uh, dungeon crawler where you. Um, you just run around. You have a choice of six characters. You can take out three at a time. So you have to measure who's going to win. And, you know, they have different attributes. Like, um, there's Gully, who's oddly, she's like a 10-year-old, 8-year-old girl. And she has these gloves. Gully. She has these gloves that gives her, like, two people are going to get what I just did. Gully. Do you remember uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? No. With uh, Kristen Wig, she was this weird character named Gilly. No, and it, her teacher was uh, fucking. Uh, it was it the tiny hands girl. No, no, but that shit was fucking hilarious. Uh, Will Forte was always a teacher, and she'd be doing something stupid. He'd be like, 
Gilly. <laughs> She'd be like, sorry. <laughs> She's great. I love her. Um, but you have like a choice of the characters. There's Garrison, who's just your basic swordsman. Um, he, you can, what's cool is you can buy them equipment and uh, it actually shows up on them. That's the coolest part to me. Yeah, like because he'll get a sword. It's a different looking kind of sword, and it'll show up when he's like just standing <laughs> unlike, there. <laughs> unlike in fucking uh, in Grand Theft Auto, you're equipped with a Tommy gun, a tank. You have all this stuff, yeah. and, you, and you don't see it, right? But you just switch switch over to a different gun. All the all of a sudden, you got a, a bazooka yeah. on your shoulder. Um, no, because in old RPGs, like it would say you got this weapon, but it just looked the, exactly the same. You know, you just slice them and just do more damage. Okay, but this one has like different. The weapons have different attributes and different and a different look and stuff like that. Um, the characters are really interesting. You have Garrison, who's a basic swordsman. He's really a cool character, but there's a lot. He lost his wife. Does he say cool things? He's very grim. He's more of a Conan, Conan the Barbarian type. Mm. Um, you have Gully, who's a little girl. Gully. She has these uh, giant gloves that give her like invulnerability and strength. Remember the She's the tank on the team. So Remember the electric gloves in Batman? Yes. That was pretty deep. Yeah, well, it really was really cool. <laughs> Those were fun. But, um, but she like fucking. I mean, she does so much damage punching people, and she does. And then there's Calibretto, who's this big war golem, which is this. It's a machine, is all it is. And but he's gentle, so he's a healer. But he also can do a fuck ton of damage, like when he punches and shit. And then there's Nolan, who's a wizard, and Red Monica, who has guns. You know, so and you could just mix and match, and you know, if you want an all offense team, which a lot of people will do, you can do that. If you want an all defense team for different type of. Whatever the situation demands. Once you start, can you go back and get new people? Or oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, yeah, you can, and you can power them up and give them different equipment and all kinds of shit. It's that's the reason it's so addictive. Like if you're in the middle of a battle, no, you, you can't, can't do it then. No, okay. you can't do it then because because you totally can in a. I think you can in Grand Theft Auto Five. You can switch characters in the middle of shit. Well, you can just get the fuck out of there and switch to a different character and let the chips fall where they may. Where, with you, where where you left the last guy. <laughs> that doesn't seem good. Um no, but the like it's got it's old style like um you remember the old Final Did you ever play Final Fantasy Seven? Played 7? Seven, yes. Okay, that was PlayStation, right? Yeah, remember the summons where a bunch of shit would happen? Like it, it's like a big cinematic. No, I really only rented this from Butler <laughs> Video a few times. But it, yeah, well, you would summon something, and it's a big cinematic. This thing would show up and destroy everything on the oh, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they do that on this game. Like you have different things, like um. And they're all, you know, of course, character-specific. Garrison will just go, and he'll, like, pull his sword out and go running at him and cut him all down and shit. It's fucking awesome. Um, and then uh, Calibretto, like, his his gun will start to ramp up, and then he'll shoot. You know, it's it's great. It's a great game. It's 30 bucks because it was a, it was a Kickstarter started by Joe Matriere, the guy who does the art for it, who is also the art behind um, Darksiders. One, two, and now three. It's a pretty good looking game. I've never played. Oh man, they're gorgeous. I mean, it's really chunky and blocky looking, like with being artistic and almost anime. He's heavily influenced by anime, and Battle Chasers was his comic book. That's tattooed on my arm here. Garrison is tattooed on my arm. Oh really? Yeah. And um, I I love the comic book so much because it was so colorful and had a bunch of cool shit. (laughs) Nerd. Nerds! <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> you just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs> nerds! <laughs> <laughs> 
John Goodman. So uh, good, man. One of the greatest actors. R- running a 1A program without a single black athlete in that. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just the coaching ability that he must have Because <laughs> they showed up to confront him and all these black dudes staring around Apparently sweaters. with them, it was the X's and the O's, not the Jimmy's and the Joe's. Apparently it was. Just such a supreme coaching ability. <laughs> John Goodman. Jan Goodman? Juan. Juan. Juan Goodman. Juan Goodman. <laughs> I'm Juan Goodman. <laughs> Sounds like a car dealer. Yeah. Come to Juan Goodman's. But there's a... So I started going back and like reinvestigating the comic and all that stuff. And he's following his own storylines that he had in the comic. Like he... And he, it was a Kickstarter campaign. So, so he's selling so the this, game. this game is based on the comic. Yes. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. And the, and the, and the Kickstarter campaign, it's one of those that... Oh, you know, it was a very limited run comic book. It only had like five or ten issues because he couldn't make deadlines because he's a perfectionist. His art had to be just so. And he could not pass a panel. That hadn't, and his the art in his panels were huge. So he could never make deadlines. So he just <laughs> he's putting, quit. He's putting out fucking comic books that are the size of uh, records. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, it was ridiculous. Like, you know, the artwork, the detail that he would have in just small panels and the characters and all kinds of shit. It's fucking the coolest shit ever. And... So when I heard about it, I was like, man, that could either be really great or really bad. And it's so great. I bought it in the first day, threw it in. Five minutes in, I was in. I'm like, this game's going to be great. How long so, did you play this? I think you told me earlier. I played eight hours solid on my first night. Was like, it Wednesday night? Yes. Right eight eight hours solid. Wow. Yeah. You, got, you texted me to see if I wanted to go with you on, at about five o'clock. Yeah. Wow, you really went after Because you're usually in bed by Yeah, I, I, was, I couldn't quit. <laughs> I was like, I'll just do the next one. <laughs> and I and I complete that, and the, and the character would power up and put on the new equipment. I was like, "Well, I got to go try this shit out." Well, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'd, I'd battle a, a monster and just kashmucker it. Be like, "Let's go a little something harder." And that's the way it's designed. They make the monsters to level up with you as you get stronger, and you can test your equipment out. And there's a, there comes that real sweet spot where you're fighting monsters that are almost your level or maybe a little bit above, but you're just fucking smashing them. But then you just try to step up to the next league, and you get. Smashed like they, they sort of did that in the UFC game. Um, yeah, your uh, your matchups would be against uh, people that were fighters that were at your skill level. So they'd have like bullshit computer generated right. fighters that you'd never seen before as you're working your way up, and then they start dropping them in, dropping them, and then then you'd uh, <laughs> then they'd put you in there with somebody ranked in the top ten after you got a few wins, and, and they just kill you if if you were able to make it past them, then your shit would level up, right? To around theirs, mm-hmm. well, this has nothing to do with your game, but it's sort of no. The same but it's idea. it is the same pro. It is the same concept. You want to keep people playing by giving them just enough. You don't to want to make keep it so playing. easy. Yeah, you don't want to make it so easy. Like this is boring, but you don't want to make it so hard. Like why the fuck should I try? This is right there in that sweet spot. Yeah, and so is the UFC game because I played it before. I know what you're talking about. It was fun too. We played knockout mode. Yeah, I, I think I've played that with you. We played knockout mode for a few <laughs> hours. And it's just like you. <coughs> Five I had Bruce Lee. I was thinking I was using yeah, Bruce five Lee. Five or six good shots, and, and it's over. Yeah. It's fun. That shit was fun. It's, it's arcade mode, really. Right. Well, yeah. there, there's this one, and then um, I'm going to go back, and Castle Wolfenstein is on, the new Wolfenstein is on sale for $25, like a used copy. Still. Where at? GameStop. GameStop. Word. So I'm definitely going to pick that one up, because it's all the critics are raving about it and saying how great it is. And stuff. I've seen uh, some footage, and it looks fucking wild. It's gorgeous. The last game was gorgeous. The graphics are amazing. I hear the story's good, too. Yeah. 
It's Hopefully like it has a, a the nice Nazis line. won <laughs> World War Two and they have come over and took over. Oh, dude! It's sixty one. You're like in the streets of the, uh, you're you're fighting them in the streets of like San Francisco, New York, places like that. You're fighting the Nazis in America. What could be a better allegory to what is going on right now? <laughs> Let's not call these faggots Nazis that are here. Well, it, have they're you, wannabes. Have you seen that every time? I, I don't know if they're not paying attention to me, but there's a very few replies to some of their tweets. But I'll tweet at them, and they won't say anything to me. Well, they probably get so many. That's that true, but I've looked at their replies, and there's not many. So they had to see what I've said. Maybe they they might be bots. Possible. Bots don't reply. Okay. Yeah, that's what's so hard. Like, I've been trying to call them out. Like, I'll get in there and call them out. And like, you're the, like, you're the best pretend Nazis ever. Twitter is, is, is the easiest social media platform because it doesn't have, like, your most popular mm-hmm. shit goes to the top like Facebook does. Right. Like, you can change the settings in Facebook to where it's the timeline. Right. But, but Twitter is literally just the timeline. And every now and then they'll be like, what you missed? And you can just X that shit out. And get right. But to figure out who is what... Like, is this person real? Like, I have a whole bunch of like fake porn accounts following me. Like, as soon as I signed up, <laughs> I take and they'll actually show that, porn on Twitter. Well, I know, but speaking of that, I follow one called GOT News, Game of Thrones News, and I don't think they were thinking about what they were pressing thumbs up to because it was a tranny with a great big dick <laughs> and tits. I was just like, he must have been on his own. Fuck, he must have yeah, been on his own personal. Yeah. They had to get neck knocked out of there. I mean, because they they, they like they've tweeted at Basie Williams and stuff, and they've tweeted back. So it's like they're apparently really big. I was like, ooh, that might not go down. There's a so couple. Well. There's a couple of good accounts to follow. I could, I could put you on to. There's yes, you're racist. There's Trump regrets, <laughs> which is just people tweeting about how they regret regret voting for Trump. Yes, you're racist. Is people talking about how they're not racist, and but they're totally racist. Yeah. Completely racist. Yeah. And then uh, there's um, the safest space. <laughs> it's SJWs. Which is like SJWs like talking just nonsense. Just nonsense. <laughs> I could probably look it up, look some of it up right now. Uh, there's a guy called Fart. It's at Fart. He's like a writer and Holly- like he writes on some sitcoms or some mm-hmm. shit. If you don't know who he is. John Hendren, I think is oh, okay. his name. But he got, he got Fart as his fucking... He must have been an early adopter to Twitter. Right. Because he got fart. Because <laughs> that's an awesome handle. Yep. And um, he, um, every Christmas, he just retweets kids angry about bad presents. Presents that they got. They I told, think- my, told my mom I wanted the black iPhone. She got me the real one. Stupid fucking bitch. I can't fucking put, like, just. Oh, my God. Off. My daughter wouldn't see. That's the thing. My kid is so awesome. You know, she's just not like that. Here's here's one that they tweeted. They tweeted. I've probably seen some screenshots, of these shops screenshots. It's, yeah. it's an article from Broadly. <clears throat> Jim Bro is more likely to be right wing assholes. Science confirms. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, come on now. You think that's true? No. No. I mean, they might be more likely, but that 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 doesn't mean anything. And then here's one. <laughs> it's from the Daily Wire study. Physically weak men, more likely to be socialists. <laughs> Guess what? That one holds up. That one holds up. And you know what? The other one holds up, too. It does. I mean, but uh, I would say maybe 25%. <coughs> and I'm, I'm not talking about, like, guys like me or you. I'm talking about, like, guys that go in there and work on their peaks and their fucking... 
taking selfies and yeah. doing all this stuff. Those guys probably are more likely to be gym bros. I'm right. just in there trying to fucking hurt myself. That's right. all I do. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, the physically weak when that more likely to be socialist. Yeah. Yeah. That one definitely holds up. Uh, there's Nature's Metal. That's a I've heard of Twitter, that one. Twitter account to follow. Yeah, I've heard of that one. I think. It's just photos of fucked up shit happening in, in nature. It's also a good subreddit. <coughs> I'm guessing the same person started the subreddit. Nature is... There's Nature is Amazing. Nature is Scary. Metal. There it is. It's nature underscore is underscore metal. Well, that's not it. No, that only has 161 followers. I'm searching for you, nature is metal. Maybe it's just a hashtag. Maybe I'm wrong. Might be. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, those are those are pretty good. I've been looking at Twitter more lately. Yeah. Because all the stuff, I like to see the celebrities virtue signaling about sexual assault and stuff. The most disappointing one was fucking Rob Cordry. I was just like, what? <laughs> He must have something. I know. There must be something there. Yeah. So he's trying to get out ahead of it. <coughs> but, you know, I sort of agree with him. But no reason to put up the virtue signal like that. Um, apparently there was an article today about a uh, a Nazi sympathizer or a neo-Nazi. That's what they're calling him. That didn't say that we should hang him in the streets and kill him. And everybody's mad about that right now. Because we're that didn't. That said we shouldn't have. Uh, who, Hitler? No. it's 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 about a guy. Who is who they're calling? I haven't read the article, mm-hmm. but they're calling him a Nazi sympathizer and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's about him and his views and all this stuff. And they're not, uh, it didn't end with them saying that we should kill him and drag him in the streets. And all the celebrities are pissed off about it. It's, it was in the New York Times. So <laughs> that's what everybody's mad about today. <clears throat> I, I think, uh, I think, uh, Auburn's beating out. No, it's. Or is this highlights? I can't this tell what's highlights. real and what's highlights. This is highlights. Okay, this is highlights. I think Auburn beat Alabama. That's fucking amazing. I think they did because it said, what does this mean for the... Uh, I used to have an Auburn shirt. That means I'm an Auburn fan. It's amazing. I, weird I, fucking weekend. I used to be an Auburn fan, too. I always liked them. I, I mean, I never... I did have a shirt, but I got it at Goodwill for cheap as fuck. But, um... Fucking what was it? Yeah, they beat them. 26-14. Holy shit. Yesterday, Pitt beat Miami. Badly. Ten years after they beat us, and we were ranked Badly. number two. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> UCF ended up undefeated, I think. Yeah, they did. In South Florida. And did not, are not going to get a playoff berth. They certainly are not. They need to expand that motherfucker to 12 teams. Yeah, I, would, I was thinking get us 16. Interested. Yeah, fuck it. 16. 632, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Make it a whole month. I mean, well, I mean, but you can play more than one game a day. You know what I mean? It's no, I'm talking about like you can't. The football team can't play more than one game a week. No, no, no. But, um, look, if you did 16, how many weeks would you need for a 16 team tournament? You just need three weeks. Okay, I need to draw out a fucking chart. <laughs> <laughs> Two, three, four, five. Seven, eight. There's eight. Then eight over here. One, two, three, four. Don't they do sixteen for high school? Yeah. In the state? It takes a month. It would take a month. Yep. See so these two down to one. These two down to one. They play each other. 
these two down to one, these two down to one, they point at each other. Yeah, they take a month. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Just make it a whole the whole January. Yeah, the all all of well all of December. Yeah. And then the big title game would be the first week of January. There you go. Booyakasha. I got this fucking figured out. 32 teams make it a month and a half. My man. Ha! My favorite thing this week <laughs> was the Justice League movie. We had a massive disagreement after it. <laughs> I was mostly just fucking. <laughs> I know you were. But, but I God, it pisses me I off. I did enjoy it. Because I know you're getting so obtuse with me when you're just like, because you know what I'm talking about. But you I know precisely what you're talking about. But I think it was a fucking cannon shot in the correct direction. Oh, I'm not doubting that. I'm not saying it's not the best DC movie. I think it's the second best one. Wonder Woman being first. Oh, yeah. Since post-Nolan. Yes. Um, yeah. No, we're not counting the Dark Knight movies. That's its own thing. Yeah. That's it. I I thought it was, I thought it was good, but I I saw a video today about all the stuff that was taken out of it. That would have made it 10 times better. It, they wanted to be two hours. I see. And, and again, we were talking give me, about. Give me two and a half hours. Give me three. I don't give a fuck. It's the fucking Justice League. <laughs> I watch two movies back to back. The Justice League part one. Justice League. They part barely two. did any setup for. I'll it. walk across the theater to the next part. <laughs> <laughs> they barely did any setup for it in the last movie. And this had more origin stuff. It, like we might have liked Aquaman more. Right. I think my origin story for him was pretty fucking good. I think that would have been awesome. I think I remember you telling me that. Um, there would have been more more stuff about uh, Cyborg. Mm-hmm. It's where he what, didn't seem tacked on. He, but that character was really kind of cool. I, I liked it. Was, him. Yeah. I but it was, we could have loved him. But he was unlikable. Like he was sullen. But there was, I think there was backstory telling us why. Yeah. Um, the one thing. They we, wanted more laughs. They did. And they don't. they don't want that, you know. They're trying to do a Marvel thing instead of just owning it and be like, okay, we're dark, but this is where we're going. You know, we're going to be more artsy. We're going to be more. And there can be quips. Brooding. There can be funny. Absolutely. Stuff. The Flash was great. Yeah. I've was. never even gave, given a fuck about the Flash in my entire life. He did really well. He did well. He was. But fun. again, what we were talking about, the coolest part of the movie, when they showed fucking how powerful Superman was when he's mopping the fucking floor Dude, with him. It was he was amazing. just like, bang, he grabbed one. They're like, I can't hold him. You know? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. And the Henry Cavill and he seems was not, to be coming into his own. And he and you know what the scary part about it was? He wasn't powered up then. Oh, he hadn't been with the sun yet. <laughs> no, he was like he was kicking all their asses, and even Wonder Woman's like, I can't do anything with him. You know? <laughs> all hot, just yeah, being all hot and sexy. Oh man, mm. she's super sexy. They have yeah. a, and, and the, at the end of Kingdom Come, um, this king's gonna come. Take over, yeah. Hey, but the end of that, um, it, it's a really apocalyptic setup and ending to that. But it, it ends with hope, like. Um, it's Alex Ross and um, Wonder Woman and Superman are coming in to eat at Planet Krypton, this restaurant. And the guy who greets him is like, welcome, citizens. And it's Dean Cain with his long hair. Superman's looking at him. <laughs> I mean, the panels are done so well. Dean Cain. Yeah, it looks like him. You know That's what I mean? That's awesome. And, and then Wonder Woman's like, all right, hey, what Clark, did you think relax. Of that, the new adventures of Superman. I thought it was dog shit. I, I don't remember watching. His that. mother knitted him the suit. Are you fucking kidding me? I used Shut to have, the I fuck had a, up. a picture of uh, of um, 80s Superman, uh, I'm Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. in a knitted in a knitted Superman outfit with his mother <laughs> behind him, like all happy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's all angry and brooding. <laughs> but um, I mean, there was a lot to like about it. But I w- I'm 
I'm paying whatever we paid nine bucks or whatever because yeah. we go to the matinee because we're old and, and uh, fuck it. <laughs> only, yeah. only we are going Star Wars. We are going opening night. I can to a packed house. I mean, that's, I, that's fine. That it was so good last time. You know, it was fun being yeah. there in there with all the nerds. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I led the fucking cheer with a fucking <laughs> yeah. Falcon shit up. You, I was like, yeah. yeah! I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I would like to. I want there to be a director's cut. Yeah. Or whatever they, whoever directed the movie, Joss Whedon or Zack Snyder, whoever, I want to see what he originally extended cut. Let's say because I I watched the extended cut of Batman vs Superman. Better, better, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I just watched it the other night. I need to give it another shot. I might go home this evening and watch it. I I have it. We can watch it after this. (laughs) Love to watch it again. (laughs) All right, but uh, it had so much more stuff, and it wasn't like major, but just like oh, it set that up. Oh, it set that up. Mm And um, I don't know. I just think I think you should let the fucking people make the thing that they're going to make. That's what you I'm saying. You approved it. Yeah, you approved yeah. the script. I mean, I, I can I can see Josh Whedon though. Yeah, what I like to with him those, those big granite balls he's got swinging between his legs because yeah. he's doing what the fuck he's doing going in there to DC's execs and saying, "Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is the fucking movie we're making." You know what I mean? And and then being and they the just, fucking bean counters is all they really fucking are. And, and the like, movie's going to make a well, billion dollars. Our, uh, our our research says this isn't going to play. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about ever. You know they need to make the movie that the nerds want. Absolutely, because the people sense that that's what it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Even people so. who aren't the massive nerds are kind of in on it. They're like, yeah, this feels different. This feels better. You know what I mean? And um, apparently, a lot of the reshoots that they did over the summer was uh, just to add comedy, which they did with fucking Suicide Squad too. Uh, I hear the the original cut of Suicide Squad <laughs> was really great. great. Yeah, that's what I hear. I think there's an extended cut on HBO. Yeah, I'll give that a shot sometime. I think it's the actually the original cut where it's much more violent. And I just wish they'd let them make the things, man, because I'll I'm willing to spend three hours in a theater. Absolutely, that's and, why I, and I that, but I, like I was talking about the buildup for okay, like we were talking about Marvel's Endgame is the Infinity War. DC's end game needs to be Kingdom Come. That's what it needs to be. Because that ends before all that happens badly. Like it's. I got to piss real hard. Go ahead. Can, we'll, we'll pick this up. We'll, uh, remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to talk about Kingdom Come. That mm, will be done. Then we're back. <laughs> the, um, the end game. Here, here's how it lines up, and here's how Kingdom Come comes about. Um, at the end of uh, the Joker gets loose in in uh, Metropolis, okay, and he kills everybody at the Daily Planet, including Lois Lane. One second, in that movie in Justice League, mm-hmm. did you lean over to me and say that was Jimmy Olsen from the? 80s? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah, the cop, the the was guard. To, there was supposed to be more of that, more of him, like a more of an extended scene of him. I think uh, that, they should have really. He was so good in that. He was great. I loved him. Yeah, but anyway, he gets loose. No, I'm, it's a, but he gets loose and he kills everybody at the Daily Planet, including Lois Lane. So Superman, instead of succumbing to grief and killing him, just you know, out of hand, uh, says, "No, we have to bring him to justice. That's what we do. I believe in this country. You know, th- that's what we do." He he put the Superman face on, put his grief aside, and said, "This is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do." So. But there was another hero named Magog 
who was almost who was as powerful as Superman, pretty much. And I, I don't know if he can fly or whatever, but his powers are kind of weird. He had a big horned helmet that was gold, yeah, and a and a staff that had like power shoot. Now he's a really cool fucking character. He has a cybernetic arm. He's an awesome character, actually. Looks a lot like Cable, but um, and he the bad guy in uh, the Deadpool coming out Cable. He's not the bad guy. He's just a guy. He's 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 part of the storyline. That's that's going to be great. Josh Brolin. Brolin, He's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But um, so as they're bringing the Joker in to to be tried, you know, to Magog catches him and kills him in front of everybody in cold blood, just fucking kills him. Well, then Superman grabs Magog and says, "We don't do this. This is vigilante justice. We don't murder people." So he puts Magog on trial. Magog gets acquitted. Well, then Magog, when they pull the shackles off of him, says, let's have a throwdown to see who's going to be the real. Oh, shit. Yeah, who's going to be the real. World star. Dude, World star. Superman would have fucking killed him. But um, but they, but Superman says, no, he's like, I'm above this shit. I've, I've got to go grieve. So he just flies off and he turns his back on humanity, basically, because he's lost all faith in him. So he goes to the. To he's f- done that before in the movies. Yeah, he has. In the 80s movies, I mm-hmm. think. He said, fuck these people. And Basically, yes. Jerked off in the Fortress of Solitude <laughs> for a while. Well, that's what he did in this, only he makes the. It's like a like the Star Trek thing where it's, you know, like a hologram. Yeah. He did that, only it's the Kent farm. Aww. And the coolest fucking panel is he's like looking for something underneath a tractor and he picks the tractor up with one hand. He's holding it. Yeah. And he's got a beard and long hair. Didn't they do and that overalls? In Man of Steel? They might have. I, I think they did. Like, yeah. He picked up the truck. Yeah. I mean, it's the coolest, yeah. It's the coolest panel ever. But this one, he's got it above his head. Like, he's, he's holding it, looking for something. Imagine you get a flat tire and, and uh, just pick it your up. Son's from, <laughs> your son's from your son's. Yeah. You tell, try to tell me you wouldn't abuse that. I would, I would use the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Help he, your mom with the groceries up. <laughs> oh, shit. Neat. <laughs> just Birch. Oh, hey. <laughs> and, he, and, he fr- and he almost froze it with that ice breath of his <laughs> What a good kid um, Oh it's a little cold it up? <laughs> Just right, <laughs> <All right. laughs> Bad Yeah that needs to be a skit Just Shitty parenting it, it's not a, it's a, Instead of a Instead of the kids find him It's a meth head couple who find yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just have him lay underneath the fucking things While they're making meth yeah. And shoot his, his laser beams Hot beams in Good boy Yeah uh, Alien boy, I don't even know you. You don't even have a name. Alf, we're gonna call him Alf. <laughs> and they tell everybody too. They could keep. They <laughs> yeah, could keep their mouth I know. shut. We got this kid. Watch what he could do. Watch this shit. Just takes off flying. <laughs> the boy's gonna be a good basketball player. Yeah, I tell you, they'd use the shit out of him. Um, but anyway, imagine trying to guard Superman in the post. Imagine him playing football. <laughs> him coming busted up through that middle. Jesus He's trying Christ. to tell me you get in his way. Oh, touchdown. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> He's even he'd have to go like a like a, a, a millionth of a percent of his strength to not just kill everybody. Anyway, Kingdom Come. Okay. Sorry with all the side. No, but that's really cool. Um <laughs> so once that happens, but then Magog starts leading all the super people and the Justice League in general has disbanded at this point. Um, Martian Manhunter, who's always been my favorite character, uh, opens his mind to understand humanity. At some point, t- they have to bring him in, right? In the yeah, and he's going to be really fucking awesome. It's just, I, I think that they're going to bring him in when he has to say, because he's pretty much as powerful, in some ways more powerful than Superman. So it's going to be something that's going down. They're going to really need his help. So anyway, he he opens up his mind up because he's telepathic. And he opens his mind up to everybody on Earth, and it drives him insane. 
And then he can't become substantial anymore because that's another one of his powers. He can go against substantial and go through stuff. So he just can't hold it together anymore. He's insane. Sort of like in the uh, scenes in Man of Steel. Where he can't block everything. Yeah, he can yeah. hear everything so good and all yeah. that stuff. That's it. It, only it's not just hearing, it's thoughts. Oh, you know? yeah, it just drove him fucking crazy. Yeah, he's a paranormal guy. Yeah, so he did that, so he's away. Uh, Green Lantern has become, he circles Earth. But he does, he's not he's not worried about anything that's happening on the earth. He's worried about threats from outside. He's basically saying, "Fuck you, you deal with that. I'm just going to deal with this shit." Is basically what he says. Apparently, they're bringing in them to the uh, cinematic universe. The well, they, they mentioned them. Well, you know, they, showed it was them. this opening fucking scene. Well, it wasn't, but it probably wasn't them. It was probably another. It was a Green Lantern. Yeah, it, yeah, of that ilk. What do um, you think about the opening scene? I thought it was good. I like that opening scene. But I, I thought the whole movie was pretty good, but it just wasn't. It wasn't cohesive. So and now we know why. Yeah. But then that happens. The Flash takes over Keystone City and he's in his, his the speed force has been turned up to such a point that he's existing in all places at once. Oh, Jesus. So it's it's nuts. And then uh, Batman has Gotham City. The coolest one is Batman. Gotham City has become a police state. You didn't even need to say that. Batman's <laughs> always the coolest. Yeah. Well, he is because his his body's but he's got an exoskeleton holding together. Because his body's been oh, this is beaten, so, yeah, beaten so badly and thrown out of so many windows and shot so many times and shit that he just can't do it. But he's got these bat sentinels that run everything, and it's like everybody's scared to go out of their house. And that's what he wanted the whole time, you know. So he's, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you're all going to fucking obey the law because you'll be scared not to," you know. That's what he does. So that happens. He's a bit of a tyrant, if you think. About oh, he's definitely it. a tyrant. So he much. he's he is a capitalist. Pig, but he's also on the side of good. He's he's trying to do things for the right reason, as opposed to personal greed. Makes all the yeah. difference in a lot of ways. So there's that. Well, then Magog leads a bunch of heroes at this guy called the Parasite. Parasite's not very powerful. He can take over people's powers for a brief time, which can make him potentially really powerful. But he's unstable and he's scared. He just doesn't know how to control it. Basically, so they all attack him, and they're in Kansas. Oddly enough, and. One of the guys fighting him is Captain Adam. Well, he takes on somebody's powers and he cuts Captain Adam open. And boom. The power of like who's, who's this character again? Captain Adam. He he's got the power of like a million nuclear explosions inside of him. Like And he can take on other people's powers? No, that's Parasite who did that's, that. That's that's the one. Yeah, I was. Captain Adam is the yeah. That sounds like a cool fucking character. He was actually on I want, Superman. I want him. Yeah. He was, I, want, yeah. I want a movie about him. He's actually kind of a cool it's he's a villain, but it's only because he can't really control it. But um, that happens at Kansas, and the whole breadbasket is decimated. Like, it's an irradiated wasteland. Nobody, There's a big famine going on in, in everywhere on the planet. Things completely have turned to shit. These, now the, the heroes are not worried about protecting people. They're worried about glory. They're fighting in the fucking streets, hurting innocent people, like knocking over buildings and shit. It's the progeny of all the super people and plus super people that just come out of from nowhere. It's really kind of grim and apocalyptic shit. But then the coolest part about it is... Wonder Woman comes to get Wonder Woman. She comes to get Superman and says, "We can't, we can't stop this." No, she actually can fly on this. She says, "We can't stop this. You have to help us. You know, none of us are powerful enough to do it. We need you." And, and he's just like, "I don't know what to tell you." And then she says, "Why don't you just go turn on?" Because he's shut everything out. He's living in this fantasy of Kansas without a TV or anything. He sits on the porch in the of an evening. Drinking a looking lemonade. At his land. Yeah, look, uh, drinking a lemonade is what he basically does. It's good to have land. <laughs> ah, it's good to have land. <laughs> then at the end, um, he goes in and looks at it, and he, and then there's this big fight going on. He, it, it just shows him looking like he's not done anything yet, and he's got the beard and the hair, you know, 
and then it shows like this big fight going on and this this bridge is getting ready to fall with all these innocent people with a with a bus on it and shit and there's this giant robot getting ready to kill all these people and all of a sudden this blue bird comes out of nowhere and starts fucking everything up and sizzling it with and they're like everyone's like yeah because it's superman coming back and he's just Rex fucking shop. And next thing you know, he's just kicking ass and taking names with the Justice League reformed. Only this time, they're way more fucking powerful. And they are just and they're angry. laying motherfuckers down. So pissed off. But at the end, the one person the one person who couldn't really accept what was going on is the wild card. That's uh Captain Marvel. Shazam. When Superman comes back, do they play this? Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Yeah, they play that Geico commercial. Jesus Christ. It makes me so mad. <laughs> Killed the joke. Oh, it's also kind of another joke. It's layers. Yeah. Got layers. But did, they, like a did they play this? Superman comes back. Starts walking in. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Time to dispense some jokes. <laughs> um... No, he just starts fucking shit up. But um, Lex Luthor has created his own group of super beings. Not created, but in league with uh, his own group of super beings. He's got the wild card. It's Captain Marvel, but it's Billy Batson. Billy Batson has grown up as opposed to being a little kid. He's And everyone thinks he's Captain Marvel. And they're all terrified of him. But it's just Billy Batson that have, having said Shazam and remained Billy Batson and grown up. He thought... Luthor has has twisted his mind to such a point that he's afraid to be a superhuman because he thinks it's an evil thing. At the end, it is the most brutal fucking superhero fight that you can possibly imagine. It is Captain Marvel versus Superman. You're talking about fucking brutal. I'm talking about knocking buildings down every time they fucking hit each other. It's, they're that powerful. Imagine Superman fighting a guy just as powerful as he is, only with magic in Justice League and what they would do. It's like when he fought Zod. Only it would have been worse. That was an insane fight. Yeah, it would have been worse because Captain Marvel is more powerful than Zod. Captain Marvel is stronger than Superman. He didn't have all the different powers. He's probably not as fast and all that stuff. But he's he's like physically he have that sp- hammer for a cock. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Shoo. <laughs> That's Brandon Ralph. He's got the hammer for the cock. His dick yeah, was so big. He does. His dick was so big they had to fucking skinny guy like that. You know he's got that. <laughs> got that thing. He's got that hog some, hanging some meat. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, well, the end credit scene, they sort of set up exactly what you're talking about. Really? Yeah, Lex, because we didn't stay, because we didn't figure they were going to Well, do I, that. that was my fault. I didn't think that was not their thing. I mean, they just. I stayed for the end of. Actually, I was halfway They didn't do that the, Wonder Woman, did they? No, I was halfway okay. through the credits for Wonder Woman, and I was like, I'm going to uh, Google this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I Googled to see if they had an end no. credit scene. Nope. Nope. And I was like, all right. I got up, and all the other <laughs> nerds stayed there. <laughs> but at the end credit scene in Justice League, it. Uh, the cops are going in to uh, check on Lex Luthor in his cell, mm-hmm. and uh, turns around. It's just some bald guy screaming, laughing. Could have been Zaz, perhaps. Zaz, Zaz has uh, tattoos all over. Yeah, he does. But, uh, this guy didn't have tattoos, so it was probably just some guy that he got through. He cat kidnapped in mm-hmm. the prison somehow and replaced him. <laughs> but then it cuts to this giant yacht in the middle of the ocean, and Chris and Manganiello is playing Joe Manganiello. Yeah, who is he's a good tailor made for that. Fucking and he's role. extremely handsome. Have yeah. you seen him? As Deathstroke, yeah. Let me look. I've seen a, a a little picture, but I haven't seen you know. Let me check it out. But like they, he comes in and like, um, maybe we should have a league of our own. Gina Davis comes walking. Yeah. 
Marla Hooch. What a hitter. <laughs> see if I can find Joe Manganiello. Man- man- I want to see the goddamn picture of Joe Magnanello's death stroke, you bunch of fucking pieces of shit. I'm trying to find it. Oh, there it is. Booyakasha. I want the full picture, though. Come on. Well, there's just the upper, the head. That's cool. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know a whole lot about Deathstroke. Is he a cool character? He is. I know that he became so popular that they spun him off and made him sort of an anti-hero. Yeah. His, yeah, name's, his real name's Slade. He's actually... That's pretty cool. He's right? actually a Batman that will kill people. Oh, he doesn't yeah. have all the limitations. No. I, yeah, I remember him from the games. Like, he was mm-hmm. sort of getting on Batman's shit. For yeah. He, he's a chess player. He's, he's He wears the mask. One side is black because he doesn't have the eye, you know, so the other side is, you know, he's got the swords. He's a really awesome fucking character. Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. So if if they if they get somebody the helmet and keep Zack Snyder's hands off of it, I'm sorry. I know. It, it, I'm sorry about his kid and everything. That's the worst. It really is. But the guy can't direct. I mean, he, he just can't. So. Well, I think he can direct. Like, cause those shots, it, the movie, his movies are fucking gorgeous. He can, he's but a, the he, story and yeah. the editing and the dialogue that uh, is yeah, dog shit. Not much of a writer. I don't think. No, but he's a George Lucas type. He's, he's a visual guy. He's not, he honestly, he does kill it with that shit. Yeah, I, he does. <laughs> the dialogue isn't so terrible, but like at times, and I get that they did these reshoots with Aquaman to give him all these witty quips and stuff. Yeah. And that's fine. But we didn't know anything about the guy. Right. That's why he was my least favorite character. He could end up becoming one of my favorites. Or He's getting his own movie next year. Yeah. It's already finished filming. Mm. The fucking... Um, uh, he played the Goblin or whatever in Spider-Man. The Green Goblin. Oh, uh, Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe was in the movie. But he got cut out. He was in Justice League? He got cut out. Who the fuck was he? He was um, somebody in Aqualand or whatever. In, in uh, what? Why the fuck would you cut Willem Dafoe out know. of your movie? He was like the, the leader of uh, the under Atlantis. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Or something like that. I forget. I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up too because I don't want to send out fake news. But there was a fake whole news. there was it's a whole thing. News. There's supposed to be a whole thing with him and uh, Aquaman. How good would he be as the Joker, Willem Dafoe? He's got that face. He does, but he's he's too old. Yeah, he'd be good for a uh, Dark Knight Returns Joker. He, he played Vulco, V U L K O, which I'm guessing is something to do with underneath the water. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why it's not loading, but it's not loading. So everything's. Good. I bet he was pissed. I, I mean, you'd have a reason to to be pissed. I'm sure he'd be, he probably. I can see him like hearing about it, and being like, "What the fuck are they doing over there?" You know what I mean? Like, are they trying to kill this movie? It's. It feels like they're trying to kill Justice League. You know what I mean? Why would they want to do that? I mean, it's 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 going to be it's going to make a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. Actually, it hasn't done that well worldwide. It's going it's going to be fine. Okay, but. We, I expect the fucking movies to be 
two and a half hours long. Of course. And they cut it down to under two hours, just a shade under two hours. And it's just like. You just want to go march into that boardroom. It was still good. In these clothes and being like, what the fuck is It could have been great, you know? Yeah. Like, or maybe it wouldn't have been great. And we'd be like, God, it was so long. <laughs> but apparently that's ever- the character in the comics. Okay. Have you ever noticed how monochrome DC is and how cold from Marvel is? Have you noticed that? Well, this one, they, they colored it up a little bit. They did, but it's still very monochrome. I kind of like that, but I can see why others wouldn't. Marvel Because they're darker. They're supposed to be. <coughs> heavier things heavy, going on. Yeah, heavier yeah. things happening. And I mean, the fucking Dark Knight trilogy, that was... Everything was at night. See, well, that's the thing. They... <laughs> What they what they did was they either consciously or unconsciously tried to copy Christopher Nolan, and they're not Christopher Nolan. So you kind of have he, to be he's Christopher got other Nolan. Shit he wants to do, <laughs> yeah. like, and you have to be Christopher Nolan to try to, to do Christopher trying to Nolan. Win an Oscar up in this motherfucker. He should have won one already. Should have won one for Interstellar, and he should have won for, one for Inception. I don't even think Interstellar was. He might. I don't think it was nominated for like Best Picture, but he, but like he might have won something for effects. You know. That movie was so fucking Inception, good. I think, might have won, won one for the soundtrack, the yeah. score, which, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I don't understand. Hans Zimmer, be killing it. I don't understand why <laughs> they would cut out, like, probably a good chunk of shit and leave that the girl that he met up with in the bubble. Yeah. And talk to. Why would they leave that in there? That seems completely pointless. It is. Your mother. I'm, my mother. Like... <laughs> What? I didn't get that. I'm like, but it was okay. It was good. A B, like a B. Yeah. But like. Yeah, I gave it a solid B. I was entertained. The fights were cool. Yeah. Batman seemed to be a little bit neutered, if you ask me. He was. But I I, I like the fact they tried to address that. What powers do you have, by the way? I'm rich. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I like that line. Um (laughs) <laughs> I think they should have co- showcased him more as I think they tried to do that too to, to depict him as a feeling out of his depth because he was like he is supremely overmatched by yeah, he hasn't by been. the most but b- you know banal of of enemy he hasn't know? concocted his plans yet to destroy all of them no see that's the thing he's got to figure he, that shit out the, the chest, there needs to be a whole movie just about that absolutely <laughs> studying there was actually a, a series of comic books where he had to kill all the Justice League. God damn, that'd be great. It was awesome. Like, he used everybody's worst fears and powers against him. Like, with uh, with Martian Manhunter, his 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 vulnerability is fire, which is... They need to change that. So... Is it really? Yes. Batman can get a, can get matches and, and win. That's to say, he's done. But but what they need to do is they need to address that. It has to be fire like a sun. You know what I mean? That's, oh, this is ridiculous. Right. Like the Superman, like it weakened fire weakens him, like an inferno would weaken him, but it wouldn't hurt him. You know what I mean? It was Superman. You could just go grab the sun and huck it at him, basically. (laughs) But not this Superman. Like they've depowered Superman. Superman. See, that's the thing too. People don't understand there are different incarnations and and canon of Superman. The original Superman could move planets. He was ridiculous his powers. He could play pool with the planets. He was just that powerful. Well, they were just like, well, that's not compelling. That's not interesting. That's goofy. He, nothing can ever beat him. Exactly. So, so they, de- they 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 depowered him and call, and called him. That was the Golden Age Superman. The Silver Age Superman. They depowered him where he could lift a mountain. 
which is still kind of ridiculous, but yeah. not as much. So. He's super. Right. And then. And the Superman now. Nowadays, he gets his feelings hurt. <laughs> he has to brood. <laughs> and he has a digitally wiped out mustache that you can completely yeah. tell. <laughs> it was really bad. I couldn't tell. At like, the end, it was gone. Like, they had shaved it, but during, like, some shots, you could tell it was still Well, during there. the re- anything that was reshot. Yeah. So, I don't know how much of that got digitally taken out, because he was... But again, the the whole scene where he wakes up and just starts kicking everybody's fucking ass, and there's nothing they can do with him, you know... Were you disappointed whenever he said, bring in the big guns, and it was just Lois, or was did you kind of see that? I was hoping it'd be, like, something amazing. I, you like know he what? Found I, somebody else. he found somebody else. Like, I saw the scene where it was Alfred talking to somebody, yeah. saying... We've been waiting on you. We've needed your help. I wanted either the Green Lantern or Cap or uh, Martian Manhunter to show up. That would have, you know what? That would have put that movie over the top. Everybody would have been talking about it, dude. You got to see it. You have to fucking see it. You know, because Martian Manhunter, especially, you see that green. It would have had to have been CGI. You know, CGI type character. Make him kind of amorphous at first, and then he's standing there as Captain... Like they had introduced in the best introduction I've ever seen was in the Justice League um, cartoon when he when he came from Mars. And he... They they need to just do live-action versions of those because they're fucking great. I watched a few episodes of uh, Batman the Animated Series. The it's day, great, when dude. It was at my mom's house in Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. That's, uh, that's it's, uh, Paul Dini. You know what he started writing? Um... Best little whorehouse in Texas. He-Man. He-Man? Yeah. Oh, they're going to make a He-Man. It's going to be awesome. I know. I hope it's really goofy. I hope it's terrible. Yeah. I hope it's terrible on purpose. (laughs) Like, in a good way. Sort of like how Thor or Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Not terrible, but like... Yeah. Like, it's... it's Like somebody... Self-aware. Like somebody walking up to, I'm He-Man. (laughs) He-Man? Really? (laughs) Yeah. But not, like, so obvious. See, that's the thing. When the obvious joke is there, but you don't tell it in an obvious way, it makes it funny. Yeah. Don't do it like the... the, the don't do the girl, like, chewing the gum, even though in fucking Deadpool, that was awesome. That fucking <laughs> Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. She was fucking great. <laughs> and that's her name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Negasonic, what the shit? <laughs> she got to pick her own Not name. listening to you, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Can we t- can we trade names? <laughs> God, I love that movie. Superhero landing. Superhero landing. <laughs> they all do it. Yeah. Did, did they do it in this in the Justice League? No, they didn't actually. Oh, you got to be aware of that. You got to have one. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, you know who should have Steppenwolf done? did it? Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know who should have did it? Who? The Flash. And then like he makes like a joke about it. <laughs> You're like. That was great, right? <laughs> He's like, it's a lot more impactful whenever one of you guys does it. Yeah, yeah that would have been something that's a like great that. joke. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's, Why are we writing this? There's lightning, and this is like, I was expecting more destruction. <laughs> I guess that's for you, somebody like you to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I hope uh, I have hope for it. Well, and then I liked also the fact that um, when Superman did come back, Steppenwolf was... Just not even a problem for him. How'd they not play Magic Carpet Ride when Steppenwolf showed up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what the- that's. A, that's like one, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Um, are you a fan of Star Trek movies? Uh, the newer ones or the older ones? Any of them. Um, I'm, the newer ones, I, I've seen two of them. I haven't seen the third one because I heard it was bad. It's not good. Um, let's take the Abrams ones out of the equation for a second. 
the old ones where it went into to, uh, the next generation. I've seen quite a few of them, but I'm okay. not. First Contact is the one where they go back in time to Earth and they try to stop First Contact. It was directed by Jonathan Frakes. It's a good fucking movie, man. It might be the best Star Trek movie besides the the J.J. Abrams ones because they're just far and away awesome. You know, the Star Trek Into Darkness was amazing. It was a really good movie. I went to the movie theater and saw that. That was the second one? Mm-hmm. It's, it had the, it had the barn burner fight between Khan and Spock at the end where Spock basically picks him up and bang, puts him on his back and fucking, slam him. Yeah, it's awesome. Because well, you saw him angry. Him. You know what I mean? He's, he's really got really. He never gets angry. No, and he got really scary because he's really. Pretty measured guy. Well, he's really strong. That's the thing. He's <laughs> he's like, for some reason, he's even stronger than other Vulcans. It's it's called, it's called the hybrid vigor of him being. Well, he does human. deadly. Lots of them. Yeah. He, I see he had six plates <laughs> on each side. He was pulling it. He's getting after it. <laughs> getting it. But anyway, um, <laughs> they're they're going on the first warp ship to go on their first warp thing. And it's uh, Riker, Jonathan Frakes, and LeVar Burton. And the guy playing the guy who made the ship is James Cromwell, who's always great. And and he uh, <laughs> and and he's like, I forgot something. I forgot something. He's like, what? What is? It? He's like, stop the launch. He's like, no, I got it. I got it. And he puts this thing in. It's like this disc. Looks like a mini disc or whatever. And it's magic carpet ride when they're going Fuck up. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. I like dude. that kind of shit, man. Dude, watch that movie. Have you ever seen it? Uh, I'm sure I have. It's but. really fucking good. Alfred Woodard's in it. Um, Alfred Woodard. That's a, that's a black lady. Mm-hmm. She's in it. There's a really cool scene with Esapetha uh, Merkerson's in it. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's a scene where uh, they're in the holodeck and it's like in the 20s and he's got a Tommy gun. And he's fucking fighting the Borg in it. He didn't have a Terminator gun. <laughs> Machines within. Machines within. <laughs> no, it's it's. I, I I went to the theater and saw that one and was so impressed. I was like, that is a really good fucking movie. Like it's one of those where you walked out and I, and and I knew about. It's one of those you knew about five minutes in. This is going to be something because it's just some something about it. Everything's fitting. Everything's gelling. You know what I mean? And it's that's that movie, like Worf. I've always liked Worf, but they never really showed how tough and strong he was. Like they did in a, in a few things, and there've been really cool things. Uh, I'll get into that here in a second. But he's fighting one of the Borg with like a, a sword because the the ray guns have stopped working. So he's like pulls it out and he cuts one of their fucking heads off and it's it's fucking great, but um, it, it was really good. You know, I just think that some people have a real vision and when they and then when they're allowed to do what they want, Jonathan Frakes. That's as far as I know, that's the only thing he's ever directed, other than a few episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. But I got to tell you, the episodes he directed of that show were great fucking episodes. They were more character driven. There was a not Star Trek guy like you. Did you like no, I'm not a tra- I'm not a Trekkie. No, I never have been. I've always liked Star Wars more. You know, I but I like good stuff. Like if something's well written, I'm going to recognize it, you know. And so there like my f- uh, 13 going on 30. Like very well If it written. was good, some of the stuff I saw was not bad. It's not terrible. No. I mean, it, it's a it's a I don't know why I just mentioned <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about it being shit, like good, but not. Yeah, yeah. it's Um, fine. It's Texas. It's whatever. I mean, it's a it's a shitty uh, romantic comedy. But the um, it's like he directed my favorite thing he ever did. I I think he directed this, but I'm not really sure. Let's just say he did. But let's just let's tie this back in the fact that I let's just look it up. Okay. What is it? It's uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, the 
The uh, name of the episode is Homecoming. Just put TNG, Homecoming. How do you know names of episodes? Because I watch it on uh, on Netflix, and they have the name of the episode. Well, I might have to uh, Google that instead of IMDb. Director of TNG. You might not have directed it, but I've got a whole thing about it because it's really good. Go ahead. Keep going. Anyway, what happens is it's right after this two-part episode called uh, The Best of Both Worlds, which I think he did direct that. I'm pretty sure that Jonathan Frakes did direct that. And it's what happens when the Borg, who are the coolest fucking villain like group, I think, ever. It's hard to find. We don't know. But I, I'm, I'm reasonably 99% sure that he did direct Best of Both Worlds. And what happened was the Borg came to Earth. And they took Picard, and they made him into a Borg. So they it was this whole mission to get him back, and they finally got him back, right? And but this whole episode was called, called Homecoming because they after they were they were done with it, and everybody was exhausted, and the ship needed repaired and all that stuff. They went back to Earth, and he and Picard went home to uh to his village in France, where he's from, and. Him and his brother have a very stormy, bad relationship um, because his brother's always been jealous of him. Picard was great at everything. He was a great athlete. He was great in school. He, he just an achiever. He looks good bald. He does. I mean, he's the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> they, his family owns a vineyard. So it's basically the whole episode is him dealing with his own vulnerability and his own fear because he comes home and they foreshadow it by the fact that he's 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 leaving his room and he like looks at it before he goes like I'm never going to see this again and then he leaves the ship. Well, then it's his brother who brings it out of him. They get into a fist fight in the fucking in the in the vines in the in the in the vineyard, knocking the shit out of each other like mud all over. And and they start laughing and that's when Picard finally breaks down and he said they took he said I couldn't stop them. I took from they took from me everything that I was and they used it to hurt people and I and I can't. And then his brother looks at him and says, "What do you know?" You're human after all, you know, and it's just, it's awesome, man. It's two British actors. The other guy's a British actor too. And it's two great actors really sinking their teeth into a scene. And at the same time, there are three storylines going on at the same time. There's that one. There's Worf is meeting his parents who are humans who took him in after the Kittimer massacre and they were raising him. And it's a Russian couple and they're quintessentially Russian. You know, the father's bearded and big and, you know, you drink vodka. Yeah, he sounds exactly like that. I hope they're You're thirsty. <laughs> you drink vodka. Yeah, it's really awesome. But they're talking about Worf when he was a kid and how uh, the mother came in to pick him up from school because he got into trouble in school. And he said, we saw our eight-year-old son and three 16-year-old boys with bloody noses and him glaring at him sitting in the seat because Worf was tough even back then. And he's a Klingon, so they're a little bit stronger, you know. And um, then it was... Beverly Crusher, Will Wheaton's mom, you know, the doctor finding an old Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton's a nice guy. Um, Seems like he might be. Uh, he was at the Go Mart in Golly Bridge uh, about a few months ago. I remember you saying that. Yeah. He's Ricky the, Van Meter met him. Friend of mine. Nice. 
Yeah, he said he was a great guy. So he was really friendly and talked to him for, you know, and asked him what he's doing. He's like, I'm just, you know, hanging out. Will Wheaton, what are you doing here? <laughs> I wish I would have. Will Wheaton? Yeah. <laughs> and what would what, what have been cool if he really found that funny and started laughing? <laughs> and he hires you to write for him. Yeah. Oh, 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 great. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, we need to take some screenwriting classes. <laughs> but anyway, um, she finds an old recording that his dad had made for him before he died. He got killed in a mission. And um, there's a lot of history there between him, him, Beverly Crusher, and Picard. It wasn't a love triangle because she loved her husband and he loved her, but... He was, I think, he was Jack's best friend, and he brought him, brought her the news, and basically brought her the body. It was his responsibility, and they had a thing ever since then. But he was always between them, you know, the ghost of him between them, even though they had a mutual attraction. But they eventually ended up together at the end of everything, and um, it's just Jack Crusher talking to his son about. You know, when he's a baby and he's just like, and it's in the holodeck, so it's an actor doing it. It's really fucking cool, man. And it's just such superb writing because there is nothing supernatural about any of it. There is nothing other than the ship being in it and, you know, a few special effects shots to pull that off. There's nothing science fiction about it at all. It is just characters and all that stuff. I love that kind of thing where you use a backdrop that is unimportant but still interesting to bring characters forth. That's what... All these properties should do. Justice League should be a bunch of people who like each other but disagree with each other fundamentally. That's what Batman and Superman cannot get along because Superman cannot grasp why Batman does the way he does, even though he's seen his parents shot and all that stuff. He can't grasp it because, A, he's invulnerable. He has nothing to fear. Batman has everything to fear because yeah. he's just a person. Even you know? being found out yeah. his identity. Is, right. Seems like and, a big deal. And, Wonder Woman is this warrior who, you know, there's a really great exchange in Kingdom Come where they're fighting this big battle. And Batman and Wonder Woman are talking to each other and they're snarking. And she says, we have to control this. And he basically looks at her and says, oh, that's the Amazon dictum, isn't it? Uh, force peace, but don't be afraid to bloody your knuckles while you're doing it. And she's like, you aristocratic son of a bitch. And she turns on and swings her sword at him and cuts him. You know, and he like falls back and they're fighting. That's great writing. Like all the dialogue. Apparently in there was a... a- some quips cut out yeah. between them. Yeah. Whether they be witty or snarky, snarky, whatever. I just sent you a link and I'm, I'll read this. Read, I haven't even read it yet. Okay. About how um, Justice League was even more micromanaged than we thought. Okay. So they, they even, they managed to pull something halfway decent out of it at least. But it could have been. Could have been I'll read better. it when I get home. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about let. And J.J. Abrams proved himself. What did he What did he start with? He started with what, what Lost? Wasn't that his first thing? I don't know. I'll have to look J.J. Abrams' IMDb up as it's one of my favorite things to do is look up IMDb stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Honestly, too. God, I look it up all the time. It's probably my second most used app. Let's see. As far as directing, he's only directed 14 things. Gee, that's not a big resume for somebody who's such a power Two player. episodes of Felicity, then two episodes of Lost. But he was a producer on Lost. Yeah. Ep, um, Alias, Mission Impossible 3. Alias was the one. That's the one that got him started. Jimmy Kimmel Live, one episode of The Office, Star Trek. God, he, he went back and forth. He did like some episodes of random TV. I think he just likes to do stuff that he likes to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Super 8, which you, I don't think you've seen. It's mm-hmm. great. Is it? You will love it. 
Is it about superpowers? It's about some supernatural thing. It was filmed in Weirton. Okay. It's actually filmed in Weirton? Actually filmed in Weirton. Oh, neat. Um, it's sort of, I, I thought it was, whenever I saw it, it was like a Goonies for this generation. Oh, okay. And lo- you love Stranger Things. You love all those mm-hmm. things. So you, I think you would like that Yeah, a lot. definitely go check it out. Let's look at the producing. He's produced a shit ton of stuff. Good God. <laughs> I can see just scrolling. <laughs> I mean, it goes all the way back to 1991 regarding Henry, Forever Young, The Paul Bearer, Suburbans. So he was just a money guy producing. Really? Yeah. Regarding Henry? Yeah. Alias, What About Brian? I like that show. Six Degrees, never saw it. Lost, of course. Cloverfield, he produced that. He didn't direct it. I like that movie a lot. I've heard it's really good. The new one's really Isn't good. Isn't it a big bug? I think so, yeah. yeah. But you never see it, so right. it's like, what the fuck's going on? It's a it's a, it's a a uh, Jaws thing where you yeah. don't, don't have to see it. Yeah, he, he's produced a shit, shitload more stuff. He produces the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, he's a busy motherfucker. Like, there's so much stuff at the top that hasn't even gone into production yet. Well, he's direct. You know, he's he's already been uh, tapped to direct. He's going to direct the, the last Star Wars movie, Star Wars, and they're going to start a whole new. Yeah, they're going to start a whole new trilogy with Ryan Johnson, the guy who's directed directing this new one. He directed Creed too, I believe. Did he? Fuck yeah! Creed's I am so happy with the way st- things Star Wars done, and so disappointed in George Lucas' reaction, as opposed to just being like, "Hey, man." These kids have got it. Got to hand the ball off. Yeah, and, and being like, and I was, you know, basically acknowledging himself as I was a good idea guy and just seeing what the actual truth of it is, but I needed it in more capable hands than mine. If he said that, everybody would love him, but he's been such a jerk about it that it, some of his own fans have turned on him. You know? I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't want other people to do the thing that you- Why did you sell it? Why sell it? It was just- When they were going to- ha- It was when still going to make all the money if Well, you they handed him $1 billion. Four. Four billion dollars? I believe so. <laughs> That's insane. What oh man, what could I, I could do with that kind of money? You could be anything. Batman. Yeah, I could do anything. You could be Batman. I could build I could build us a town. You just need a couple million dollars for that. Yeah. Here, mm-hmm. fuck, I'd go to Golly Bridge. Everybody out. This is mine. Dutch I, Dutch, this is your end of town. There's the recording studio. Aaron. <laughs> There's a bar. <laughs> There's a bar. <laughs> There's the Kratom field out back. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your surfs. You get them to tend that. <laughs> right, we've we've t- he's only fifty one. JJ Abrams. Yeah, that dude's killing it. Um, we talked enough about fantasy crap. We have. Let's talk about this movie I watched night before last. I believe Mudbound. Okay. Yeah. It's on Netflix, and I don't know if the Oscars they need to start. I don't know if they considering do. that they need you know? to start considering it because uh, a couple of years ago, Beast of No Nation with Idris Elba mm-hmm. wasn't it nominated. I don't think it was, but everybody was like, "Ah, fuck!" It should you know, be. Yeah, it should have been this this movie, Mudbound. It should best picture. Yeah, really I, that good. I haven't seen all of, all of what could be nominated for best picture, mm-hmm. but why don't they create a new category? Best long form motion picture. On a streaming service or something. I don't know. No, just it's, best it's just a fucking form. movie, man. Yeah. And I don't think they take things into consideration that aren't released in theaters. But the Emmys do. Yeah. And all the streaming platforms but rack it's up just the not, Emmys. But it's not, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not as prestigious. 
Once an, it's once TV. they finally once they finally break something through that is an Oscar winner that is a movie made for Netflix or something like that, that's going to open the floodgates. There's two of them that have been on Netflix that I could see. What um, Mudbound? It's about um, sharecroppers mm-hmm. in the late 30s, early 40s. White family owns the farm. Black, Black family, family lives crops. on the farm, and yeah. they and they share crop, and there's all kinds of shit going on. And the Mike, the guy that plays Mike Armentrout in Breaking Bad, plays the most evil old man racist <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. Just chewing up the scenery as a son of a bitch. Oh God, he's good. He's <laughs> yeah. really good. And it's 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 one of the best. It's not fun. It's yeah. not a fun fucking movie. You're not going to be like, oh, cool. what a great time I had watching that. I'm trying to imagine what else I've seen that guy in, and he's just a loathsome character. You just hate him. Let me see what I can find. What IMDb Mudbound. I know what he was in. He was in fucking Beverly Hills Cop. I'm pretty sure that's him. I think you're right. Hmm. All cast and crew. All right. D. Reese is the director. Black woman. Mm-hmm. So they can't get mad about all the n words in it because the black lady wrote it. Well, reality. Let's 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 return to Jonathan reality. Banks is the guy's name. He plays Pappy McAllen. Of okay, his name's Pappy. Seventy years old. All filmography. Actor. But she said it was Paul Armentrout. He was his. The character he played. Oh. Was Mike Armantrout okay. from uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, let's see if I can find something. Yeah, he voiced Commissioner Gordon in the Arkham games. Oh, that's cool. He does a lot of voiceover stuff. He was in a few episodes of Community. Horrible Bosses 2, Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Everybody loves that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. He was in Identity Thief. Mm-hmm. A couple eps of Parks and Rec, or one ep of Parks and Rec. A lot of TV stuff on here. Yeah. Dexter. Did you ever watch Dexter? Yeah, I did. Pretty good. Until, like, after season three. Well, I mean, it, it went where it went, you know? <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> he was in Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, if that means anything uh, to you. Man. <laughs> the best of the franchise, if yeah. you ask me. I watched the, the first one again the other day. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> I said it holds up in front of my brother, and he really gave me a look. He's like, it holds up. He punched you in the neck. <laughs> he wanted to. I would kill him. <laughs> oh, would you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should set up a fight. No. My brother's old. <laughs> he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Remember okay. that show? That was a yeah, good show. Yeah. Come on, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger directed an episode on there one, though, one time, though. Dog shit. It was so bad. God, he's been He's most armed and dangerous. He played Clyde Klepper in Armed and Dangerous in 1986. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I remember that one. Hardcastle and McCormick had a had an arc there. Three yeah. episodes. <laughs> I'm trying to find Beverly, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop played yeah. Zach in yeah. 1984. I remember. He probably looked like an old man then. He didn't look like an old man. He just looked like a really shitty racist guy who got embarrassed by Axel Foley a lot. He was the foil. Like one time, literally, he got a pie smashed in his face. He must play racist pretty good because <laughs> yeah, boy did he fucking nail it in this movie. Uh, it's he's one of those guys. Black actors are like you're doing that, this a little I bit. Bet you too that motherfucker much. really says nigga a lot in his spare time. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know really know how to describe the plot. It's just all the shit that goes wrong and happens, and everybody's going to the the, the black kid gets drafted to go to World War Two. Isn't that the worst? Uh, that, that I mean. 
But like uh, the guy that owns the owns the property, his brother also goes to World War II, and then him and whenever they get back, him and the, they have a new understanding kid, or something. The, the him and the uh, kid, the black kid, they uh, become friends. They get yeah. them together every week, and, and that's not good for the either parents. Well, the black parents don't care. They're totally See, cool with it. I, I don't. In that movie, it didn't seem okay, like okay. Unless he was slacking off on his work because he's supposed to be there working, too. right? But um, Pappy sees sees them together driving. He's driving. They pass each other on the road, and he makes him duck. And goddamn, it's, uh, that's a rough one. It's rough. That would kill a friendship right there. It is not. Um, it is not a fun movie to watch, but it is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's. I was just like creeped out, like the whole thing. Like people actually like that because terrible things happen. Right. I don't want to say what. But it's terrible. Terrible things happen. But I would recommend you watch it. I'm definitely gonna. It's a. I need to get. Back it's an award. I need to get back up on my watching things. You know, weren't you supposed to watch like a movie a day or something? I was doing very well for a while, but it just. It's hard, man, because... It's difficult to chop chop out two hours. Well, no, it's not just that. It's the fact that it is very uncomfortable because you don't, you're not going back to what's comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make any sense? I'm different because I don't... Uh, like, I might watch a movie three or four times and I'm done with it. Unless it's, like, one of my favorites and I might watch it. I'll pick out episodes of a show and just watch those Stick episodes. Stick to those episodes? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that strange? Even I think it's strange. That's something little kids do. You're a big man, baby. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it, though. It's like <laughs> I have uh, certain favorite episodes of uh, Mysteries on Series 3000. I watch them all the time. Side Hackers. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie Oh, so God. Because it's, A, it's good. It's just funny. It is funny. Yeah. Um, it's usually the best episodes that I that I like. The movie know? itself isn't. Oh, it's dog shit. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not terrible, but like, there's no plot, and it's just like, oh, why, it's got fucking, why is everybody so obsessed with this weird motorcycle thing? That's yeah, happening? and it's, um, and the, Michael Pataki is just so, such, oh, he's such an awful overactor. Oh, yeah, he's the worst. He's chewing his nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's what are you bothering me for, Mud Nero? Bound. Mudbound. Mudbound, okay. There's a couple movies that come out on that. Um, Plus, I don't, I don't like being bummed out. Like, I'm a real reflector. Like, if I watch something like that, it sticks with me for a while. I mean, this this stuck with me. Yeah. And uh, I just can't believe people were like that. You just have to see it. People are still like that. Not that bad. No. They want to be that bad. Well, actually, I have a conversation with, with a guy who's older than me, who was of that generation where racism was still pretty much acceptable. And we had a really good conversation about it. And, and he said, you know, man... The world's moved on. We we can't do that dumb shit anymore. I mean, it's just, we can't do it. You know, there's just no reason for it. And that's what kills me about Fox News and stuff like this. They <clears throat> won't even acknowledge racism, much less try to, you know, fix it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like the thing with the, uh, what kills me most is about, okay, the, the Thanksgiving thing. Every year, recently, and on Columbus Day, Groups of Native Americans have gotten together to protest. Like, what, uh, you know, not protest that it happened necessarily, it's history, but to protest the fact that it's celebrated. And they have every right to do that. Even if you disagree with them, their right to do that remains. The people at Fox News wanted to, to take away their right to do that. They want to take away their right to deny 
and to, you know, on Columbus Day, that fucking idiot Trump got on fucking Twitter and talked about what a great guy Columbus was. Everybody, the most <laughs> amateur of fucking historian. Are you doing the black lady clap? Yes, thing? I am. Knows how <laughs> fucking because that's how that's how much it enrages me. Every, even the most amateur of historians knows what a piece of dog shit Christopher Columbus actually fucking was, and we still have to keep celebrating the guy. Well, I don't give a great. fuck if pockets of Italian people in New York still celebrate him. Fuck them. I'm just saying. Spanish? Huh? Was he Spanish? No, he was Italian. He was from Genoa, Italy. Okay. Uh, he never even made it here. This was he went to San Salvador. Yeah, he was. He was. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's North America, it's, but it's cut it close. <laughs> yeah, we still celebrate him, and we still celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, again, I'm cool celebrating Thanksgiving. It's all about eating and farming. Well, okay, baby. but but that's fine. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But to actually acknowledge, even acknowledge it, you have to acknowledge it. The fact that it's not it, that the the giving thanks and all that stuff is great. Good. Eat. Be with your family. All awesome things. I agree with it. But the whole pilgrims bullshit and all that stuff, it's fucking fiction. It never fucking happened. And they, and they teach that in school. Yes. It's fiction. I remember, like, literally, it was the, the whole story is, and uh, the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, and everybody high-fived, and uh, they're like, hey, here's, look at this. This is maize. We're going to call it corn. <laughs> right on. I don't care. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Lived happily ever hey, after. Hey, you savages, we're going to take your land and you're going to be happy about it as we keep driving you forth. You know, and that's, and that history is so, if you, if you ever really delve into how bad that situation actually was and how good it started, it started really well. The Native Americans were actually, were, were welcoming. So, so it was kind of a, it's a lying by omission. Yes, they omitted all, all kinds of stuff. Yes, they they omitted the fact that uh, on both sides, a that the Indians were at first um, cautious but welcoming. Then they got hostile because all the things that started to happen, the the colonists started taking their land. They started showing an ever greater numbers, and this is to, for, to a people who were so. This is one thing they tell you: the first winter that the colonists were here, they were pilgrims. Half of them weren't hunters or anything. They were just city people who decided to get on a fucking boat and go to paradise. They were a bunch of goddamn dumbasses. They that's all they fucking were. <laughs> and they came over here and said, "Well, we're just going to eat from the land." Well, they failed to realize that you have to fucking work. And do all these things and be able to, you know, there's a great saying that's not even from this, but in North America at this time, only the witless bowman starves because the Native Americans gave them turkeys and shit because they were just like, anybody can fucking kill these things. Why don't you eat that? They're dipshits. Yeah. They were basically like, these fuckers can't do anything. It's What's like, taking some food because they're starving? It's kind of like the cat that brings a, a mouse in and puts That's it in exactly food. what it kind of was. They're like, you're totally inept, so there you go. That's that's literally why cats do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they know how inept you, you are. You dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> they probably do it to a dog, too. Yeah. There you go, you dumb fuck. That <laughs> dog's like, okay, mouse. Um, but... They don't tell you that the pilgrims were so hungry that they were digging up bodies and eating them. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really true, too. And they don't, and that's a libo omission to make things more rosy and all that shit. And they've actually, Glenn Beck and those morons have gone on record saying, well, why can't we do that? Why can't we tell children this? Because it's a fucking lie. Or maybe it's a fucking maybe lie. Maybe do that when they're kids and then flip the script once you get to junior high or something. Like, tell the actual I told story. Annie pronounced the story from the beginning. Did you tell her about them digging up bodies and eating them and stuff? Yes, I did. I don't know what I'd do if I had a kid. 
I tried to be honest with her as I could. I didn't take the way the magic out of Christmas. She was. She still believed believes. Twenty six years old. Still <laughs> believes the same. No, she. I mean, she was. But she was so. But the thing about her was she was so perceptive. She she knew bullshit was going on. You know. And so it was. I think one of my nieces might. No, nah, there's no fucking way. She's fifteen. Yeah, and there's no way. Probably, she stopped probably believing. about 11. She stopped believing when she was 11, I'd say. You know? Probably till about 11. I'm yeah. still and I was like on a gag order. I was like, but I want to tell her so bad. Yes. Can I, I be the one to destroy I want Christmas? To ruin it. I want to ruin it. <laughs> I want to see the magic leave. <laughs> All wonder and everything just drain. Um, what that cynicism. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do this evening? I've just decided I'm going to go home and watch Step Brothers. <laughs> you have it on Amazon? Uh yeah, it's on uh it's on Stars or HBO or one of those. Yeah, right on. I've got those. I watched uh, the Pearl Jam documentary on your Amazon. Twenty. No, uh, let's play two. Mm. It's about uh, their two night stint there at Wrigley Field. Oh, it's on Prime. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's really good. It's like sort of half documentary, half uh, concert. concert. Yeah. And uh, it shows like footage of Eddie when. He was like 20 or so. It was like early 90s. Yeah. And they're playing across the street. <laughs> for, he, he grew up outside of Chicago and he'd been going to Cubs games since he was a kid. Really? Yeah. I, I thought he's he was a, a big Cubs fan. Oh, is he? He does the seventh inning stretch anytime he's there. That's awesome. He Good sings, for him. He sings Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But he's got such an odd accent. It's not really a Midwestern accent. Just sort of talk like this. Yeah. And when he moved to I San don't know Diego. what you – for you. <laughs> it's a real – I mean, it's almost like a speech impediment. I think he moved to San Diego like in his late teens oh, or okay. something. So it's a mishmash of – Like it, it's it's sort of like a documentary about the Cubs season last year mm-hmm. and Eddie's reaction to it. Yeah. And all the band's reaction to Eddie's reaction and all this weird – because he's like a super fan. Oh, yeah. Like – it, it showed him doing the seventh inning stretch thing, and Bill Murray's in the crowd singing along with him. <laughs> and awesome. then it showed him after they won the World Series, and him and Ed, Bill Murray and Eddie are on the field hugging, and then they're hugging <laughs> all the players. He even wrote a song because Ernie Banks requested that he write a song for the Cubs. Like the Cubs don't actually have a song, and the Wrigley Field deserves his own song. He wrote uh, all the way, like five or six years ago. Yeah, and someday we'll go all the way. And then he's like, after they won, he's like, I don't have to sing that song anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this one thing. See, I've I've said I've gone on record saying I don't like baseball. But one thing I do like about baseball, about baseball, is the diehard loyalty of the fans and the fact that they're like I wanted to see Fever pitch because I think the Sox fans are more rabid than pretty much anybody. I mean, they're oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're and they're and they're abject hatred of the Yankees. You know, it's That's just, the best. It's, they hate it's like so us bad. Pitt. Like I'm so mad that we don't play Pitt anymore. We should have yeah. been playing Pitt today. I know. <laughs> Eat shit, Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's one of the only sports that you can still go to and be a regular person. Yeah, like you can get bleacher seats at pretty much any stadium for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Hot hot dogs and stuff. They're still rel. It's not outrageous, right? It's not the movies. Mean? Yeah, it's not the movies. It's going to be a couple bucks for a dog. Right. Three at the most. See, I'd like to do that. And the game would be unimportant. Like, it'd just be the experience. Just go and hang Go to go a to, Sox game. You know what I mean? It would I be, would love it. Yeah. Let's do a trip. Let's go to Boston. We go to the Reds. I mean, the Reds is only three hours away. Yeah, let's do that. Let's try to hit one at every park, you know? Oh, you want to do that thing? Eventually. We're going to have to make some money. 
if we're going to do that. I'm take all a, right, you know. Basically, take a whole summer off to to travel and see uh, baseball games. Just save save all your extra money. I mean, I saved all kinds of money doing that shit job that I was doing. Like I I I, I saved a thousand dollars in a month one time just just by privation. You know, it was. I can't do that. I only have like forty extra bucks left <laughs> after I pay bills. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, I liked it was a it was a good little documentary. Of course, I mean it had Pearl Jam songs in it, so I'm down with that at almost any time. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it was good. I recommend it if you like Pearl Jam or if you like baseball. Was, God damn, there was like a a picture I saw last year of a guy sitting in his dad's grave with a little transistor radio drinking oh, a beer while the Cubs were in the that's World really, Series. That's that's awesome. That is, I was like, Oh Jesus Christ, because get you right in the field. Yeah, I'm Welling up right now. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you want to talk about? Anything? I think we've covered it. Been a good app. I'm trying to think of something I might have left. Covered out. a lot of ground. Had a few laughs. Let's talk about. Okay. One more thing I want to talk about is that I was talking to someone and. One of the best things, one of my favorite things, another favorite thing, and that, that's what it becomes after the after that. It just becomes that. Once, you know we're, that, right? once we're out of stuff, yeah. and there's not really anything for us to cover. I don't <laughs> think anybody else came out about sexual assault or anything. Uh, fuck it. I think there um, were a couple more about uh, Stuart Smalley, but who cares? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Doggone it, he's horny. <laughs> um, we were talking about um, Jeff Goldblum, and they had never seen... And and Will Ferrell too. They're a big Will Ferrell fan. And I was telling about Space the Infinite Frontier, where Jeff, Jeff Goldblum was playing a scientist on there. Have you seen that? No. You haven't it, seen Will Ferrell as Harry Carey doing? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. So yeah. I thought it was like a, a separate movie. Like no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. And she had never seen it, so I was oh. just like, "You have to fucking see that." And that would be a favorite thing just to see and watch people's reaction when they watch that because it is so that's goddamn funny. That's basically the only reason why I ever rewatch anything to see other people's reaction. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, <laughs> you're like, I watched uh, on a first date with a girl. For some reason, all my first dates they come here. Mm-hmm. Like they don't barely know they, these people barely know me. We've texted. I could strangle them. But they always come here and we hang out and like we'll end up watching a movie. And I watched uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, that's a good one. And it was just basically <laughs> watching them react to how. Hey man, man. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> and also one time with a girl, I watched um, the Wild Wonderful Whites. <laughs> oh really? Oh god, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I like watching people watch things whenever uh, it's something that I really like. I, well, my favorite, one of my favorite things is also people's reactions. They've got people's reactions up to Star Wars now, like the Darth Vader reveal. Oh yeah! Oh, it's beautiful. They're like, I remember they always reaction. do this from uh, Rogue that's One, not true, right? right? No, that's a good one too. But the the original Luke, not Luke, I'm your father. I am your father. You know what I mean? Like when Darth Vader reveals himself as Luke's father. The, the reactions of people is priceless. They're just like people that have never seen it. No, you know they're so yeah. They're like <laughs> especially kids. They look at their parents and they're all enwrapped. Like they're not. Isn't that weird? How um, we all think he says, "Luke, I am your father." It's one of that uh, the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. And another one is uh, we are the champions. He doesn't say of the world. Yeah, he doesn't, does he? I don't think he does. That's one of the examples I've been given, but I've never went back to to listen. Yeah, to it. it might be. I'm just going to let it sit. Huh? Yeah, we're going to let that ride. <laughs> Maybe I'll play it as the outro. <laughs> um, yeah, but the reaction to um to that and also the reaction to the 
force-driven murder on the end of Rogue One. <laughs> it's fucking amazing, God. I went back and watched that the other day just for shits and giggles. I fast-forwarded through the whole fucking movie. I was like, there we go. Put it I on I want to watch it again because I liked it. Okay, I'll give it, a, I'll, I'll give it another look. It, just, it wasn't as big and crazy as uh, the other Star Wars that was released the year before. Well, it's supposed to be a smaller story, you know. But they're the whole reason that everything happened. So Yeah, I mean... That was uh, Thanksgiving. I was talking to my cousin Mandy and her uh, husband or fiance, whichever it is, mm-hmm. talking about Stranger Things, and they hadn't watched it yet. And I'm like, what? she's like, what is it like? Is it all crazy sci-fi? I'm like, I mean, sort of, but like, you remember E.T. and um, Goonies and Stand By Me, like all these great movies that we loved when we were kids. She's like, I'd never seen any of them. <laughs> That's awful. I got so mad. Mandy, how dare you? <laughs> I got so angry. And her husband, her husband, her fiance, whatever he is, was like, I've seen all of them and I love them. I'm going to start watching it tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're watching that immediately. <laughs> My mom started watching it and she doesn't like anything. She doesn't like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. She doesn't like any of that. Star Wars won't touch it. She will watch Indiana Jones. I think, well, I think just because Harrison Ford's in it and he's so, such a handsome man, you know, but. Yeah, your mom gets all greased up for Harrison Ford, huh? Yeah, let's not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, and she watched binge watched the entire first season with my with my niece Jackie, like because they love it. Ben's kids are they like everything that he likes. Like they're big Star Wars fans, or big you know all that stuff. That's sort of like. One of the things I would do if I had a kid would, would be just to completely indoctrinate him to all the things to that all I the like. things that are good. <laughs> Just have make them. Daddy, happy. can I have this? Let me see that. No, that's a Nickelback CD. We're not getting that. That is Here's, completely <laughs> derivative. I did. Uh, I indoctrinated Annie when she was young to uh, uh, No Doubt. She was a huge No Doubt fan when she was a, a little kid. Has she started rebelling against it? No. Annie's. She's not a rebel. She she likes what she likes, you know. And it's a very. I mean, my kid. Is my favorite thing. I mean, she's she's my best friend. She's a person I most admire, and because she is who she is, and she doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. I mean, and she's not in your face about it. She just is. You know, it's just the way it is. You know, and what kind of current music does she like? <laughs> she is into K-pop. I'll tell you that. The, oh, she's the, a nerd. Yeah, the Korean pop. She's into that. <laughs> um, and she likes. She's big into uh, good anime. Like me and her both. Like she's not getting into the anime I watch. Like I, I tried to get her into Akira and stuff like that, but I don't think she's interested. Akira's a. It's a fucking slog, man. I, I've, I've never watched any holy anime except shit. for like the stuff Transformers, like Transformers Voltron, and all that uh, stuff. Robotech, yeah, Joe. Did you ever watch? Yeah, that's that technically anime. Robotech. Did you ever watch it? No. Robotech was good, but it was so strange. I remember when they they were trying to push it on us. And I remember when it first came on, I was like, God, I hate this show. And then I actually sat down and watched it, and it was awesome. I'm like, why haven't I been watching this the whole time? It's got robots and everything. You know, so. I'm trying to find a song to go out on. You got any suggestions? Um, this has pretty much just been a uh, final point of the files, but I'm not going to call it that. No. Uh, oh. I'm trying to think of a good song. Uh, well, we were talking social distortion earlier. Let's, let, let, me, let me get you a good social distortion song. Let's fucking hear it then. Um, sick boy. Sick boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the name of one of the 
one of the wrestlers in Raven's Flock. It is also a name of a character on Train Spotting, and I think he was actually named after the song Sick Boy from and I think Social the, Day. The, the guy from Raven's Flock was, was from after, Social Day. Was named after um, the character from. Oh, was right? it? I would almost guarantee it because <laughs> yeah. I think they probably looked alike. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I told you earlier, I just want to finish this. Um, there's these two podcasts, What Happened When, mm-hmm. with uh, Tony Schiavone. Yeah. Tony Schiavone. <laughs> and there's another one called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. And it, it, all they do is talk about old wrestling. Oh, it's awesome. And they've started doing this thing that I kind of wanted to do, which what we did with uh, the movie. Yeah. Where they- uh, It's just audio of them talking about matches? Talking about what's going on, and you, right. and you can watch it with them. Oh, that's cool. So I did that the other. I think I did it yesterday. <laughs> but how would you sync it up? They say three, two, two one, one, go. Okay, and then you hit play, and it was entertaining as fuck. And then you got all these fucking matches going on. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it while I was doing it. <laughs> I might do that every Saturday. Anyway, that was a really nerdy '80s wrestling fan thing to do. Yeah. So I, I think everybody should do that yeah. if you're a nerdy '80s wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. All right, sick boy by the social distortion. Uh, you've been listening to. Pillow for Radio, episode 134. I'm going to go... I don't, I'm not hungry yet from the from the trip to Shoney's earlier today. I'm it didn't ruin the day, though. It didn't, didn't ruin my day. I felt fine. Only got two plates. They were stacked, though. They were. Stacked them up. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to tell your friends. Uh, we'd like to make this our job, or at least something. So... <laughs> Like we'd like to make it worth Aaron and Elena showing up for all the so. That's right. All Show the for all the soaps. <laughs> I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Like without me being aware. Hey, this is a this is a uh, first family of fun soap. They all yeah. they're all on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Fuck off. Eat a dick. Suck my ass. Whatever. Bye bye. Oh god, we can finally break camera. So hard being so aggressive. I know. Fucking libtards. Snowflake. Triggered. Hello, drink and let it fall.